0: Hi, everybody! Welcome to the Coach Bono's podcast from the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at oagks.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bono's Show is our handle. Uh, check out the Facebook page Coach Bono's Show. You search for that, you'll find us. I and mean, then you can email us at show at gmail.com. Now, this is episode 28.5. So the 0.5 pod is always our most popular pod of the week. <laughs> of course, that brings in our wonderful, talented, everything to this podcast, co-host Ellen Wingeter. Ellen's in the house. How you doing today? Hey, Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, we've got a special guest today as well. I'm excited. Yes, so we got a lot to do today. So we brought in our main man, Uncle Rico, Ricardo Gerbellini, in the house. How's it going? Hey, how we doing, bud?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm doing cold. Yeah. Getting buried under snow, but otherwise, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Has the snow kicked in in Denver? It's coming our way to Lawrence now. Yeah, it's today? been going
2: all day here. But it's finally steady and sticking okay. since... Ricardo and I are both in Denver while you suffer in Lawrence and everything is shutting down there while everything will continue to be open here tomorrow. Yeah, KU's
0: already canceled. We're, we're recording this. We always we record Wednesday nights. And so, yeah, when you hear this, the snow will already have come to Lawrence. But uh... it's,
1: it's actually funny how, how Kansas is to Denver is how Texas is to Kansas. Or like snow
2: or how Alabama is to Texas. Or even Kansas. I mean, Alabama was really bad. I've never Alabama's been
1: there, but I'm not. I have no interest of going to Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Well, bad at
2: all. I I lived there for twelve years, and if they were predicting and dusting, the whole place would shut down.
0: Yeah, they don't have the equipment to do. It's the same thing. I mean, I'm from Louisiana. We, if it, if it gets below forty, people lose their damn minds. Yeah, I mean, it's not ever. It's yeah. Yeah, I was there in January, and it was like. 48 and overcast one day and I had driven in I was wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt and there's the jacket people are like, aren't you cold I'm like no I fucking live in Kansas <laughs> 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 like like it was 20 degrees when I left and snowing so yeah well hey Rico thanks for joining us today we've got a lot to talk about so I'm sure that by the time this comes out There'll be even more news. KU will have a basketball win, but in the meantime, we're going to talk a lot of football today. Yeah. So
1: we're, going, I got to, to, we're going to get to and some and back to to the start psychology. I wanted to ask something for each of you. Okay,
0: we're going to let me, mm-hmm. let, me let me let me put my let me put my first face best face forward here. Then we're going to open the floor up to each other. <laughs> all
3: right, fine. All right, fine.
0: so we're going to talk a lot of football. We're going to get into all the the trade, the big signing, everything. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to do a little bit of basketball in the back, so a little college basketball, we'll kind of do the updated racketology came out the morning that we're recording this. And then we'll have a little bit of a talk about what we think is going to happen there in the next couple of days. But um, Uncle Rico, you said you wanted to come on. You wanted to ask, you wanted something so the floor is yours, my friend.
1: It's a quick one. And, it's, and I think it's one that I think many will relate to. And So quick question for both of you. Did either of you measure your hands this week?
2: I was tempted because I will say this. I have been known the majority of my life for having man hands. And so I want to know if I have man hands, if I can hit eight and a half inches, does that mean I have man hands?
1: No.
0: All right. I I did measure my hand this week. As soon as I heard that, (laughs) I was at the office. So the, the combine happened. What was it? That was, Thursday, all the combine news came out last week. Something like that. So I was in the office. So if you know at my office, it is in the same building with Dr. Bob New, the chiropractor, who's a great friend of mine and a listener. And Dr. Bob had, it was a time I could tell you didn't have any patients. There was no patients in, so I didn't want to bother him. I don't like to bother him when he's got patients in the building. So it was real quiet. So I walked over and I said, put your hand up. And he puts his hand up and he goes, God damn it. I know what you're going to do. So we measured his hand. We measured mine. And his is slightly bigger than mine, but yes, based on the um, the stuff with Kenny Pickett and the stuff from the draft, this happens every year. What I found was interesting was ESPN went as far as to list like the hand sizes of quarterbacks in the last couple of drafts as well. As Joe him. Burrow
2: was the biggest.
0: Yes. It was the big knock on Burrow. He's only got
2: a nine inch hand.
0: Yeah. You know, so you yes. know,
2: some some dudes would be thrilled with eight and a half, nine inches.
0: Hey, look, I I was eight and
2: three quarters.
0: I was happy that I had eight as I do not have big hands. I realized that. You know. So yeah, I've so seen that. your hands. What's that? Ricardo,
2: I've, but Ricardo's got big
0: you got bigger hands than I do. I mean, I'm
2: I probably have hands closer in size to Ricardo. Yeah,
0: Ellen, I think your fingers are longer than mine.
2: I kind of yes. have
1: shorter. Yeah. Ellen, see, that's, that's how I can you can tell Ellen doesn't have man hands. She has nice long slender fingers. So her <laughs> hand is actually very feminine. Yeah.
2: My, like, I I'll... can't wait for some weirdo to come through this and just listen to it and
0: <laughs> you know, Ellen, if you I want I want to know one, who it is. <laughs> Ellen, if you ever wanted to do an OnlyFans, you could probably do it just based on your hands.
1: There you go. Just
2: saying. The right. side gig. That's not yes, something did, I'm
0: not right. something I'm interested in or
2: paying for, but you know that Ebony is still trying to get me in that hustle. So you know
0: I, I, I'm not going. to we're, we're going to get her on here in a few weeks. I know you guys are working on that. Well we get her on here. That's going to be a question. I
2: think answer. Ricardo and I are just going to have to get together as we've talked offline and do a hand measurement and see who's bigger. Yeah.
0: Ricardo, did you measure yeah. your
2: hands?
1: I did measure my hand. I did it yesterday, as a matter of fact, because right, it, was, it what popped was into number? my head, and I was like, "I'm kind of curious."
0: I bet you were nine and a half.
1: I'm over nine and a half. Oh, wow! I was. I'm. I'm a. I'm a just a, a sliver under ten. I'm about nine and seven eighths. Did you, you know, Ricardo?
0: The more impressive thing to me, and I, 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 it's impressive that you got you have big hands. I know you did. Um, the more impressive thing, other than the idea that Kenny Pickett has small hands, was. Did you see what my man, the big man, ran? I gotta five. No. again. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh,
2: he ran like a four six or something?
0: Yeah, like that? one of the big guys ran like a four six at the combine. Let me get it up here. Um
2: and also I would care it is.
0: Here it is. Uh Georgia Lineman, Jordan Davis at 341 pounds, runs a 40 and 478. Yeah. The last time I remember a a big time sub five was Taryn Armstead who ran like a four seven and that dude can just flat out play. So the other thing I remembered and where the idea we were, we did the hand measurement thing was the um, the Minnesota tackle uh, Daniel who came in six foot, eight, 384 pounds.
1: Big dude. That is a big dude. Second biggest
0: wow. recording of size in the history of the of the uh, of the combine.
2: I still want to know though how hand and foot size correlate.
0: It's supposed to be like the the knock on Kenny Pickett. It's supposed to be that his hands are small, and while that wasn't a problem for Drew Brees or Joe Burrow or some others, they're saying that that is the cause of why he had 15 fumbles in his college career. He has a number of. Yeah. of his career. Yeah,
2: I understand. But I was, I was going completely off track.
0: You're going off the size of hand, the size of something else. You wouldn't know that better than we would.
2: <laughs> Just I saying, mean, I want to know how they correlate. I Look, I'm going to be honest from
0: my experience, they're right on track. I mean, you know, I, I'm an average hand size. I'm an average about everywhere. I'm, I'm not going to be. I am not going to measure well at the combine in any category. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not,
1: gonna not lie anything. about
0: these things. I, anything I throw it out there. at this
1: point? Yeah. At this point, anything I say will be taken wrong. Yeah.
2: That's okay. That's what we're here for.
1: Okay. Then, if I was at the combine, girth might be my winning. Set.
2: And that's and that's impressive. I'll, I'll still benefit. That.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, there you go. See, today we find out something new every day.
2: All right.
0: Do you need to have something or do you want to wait till later in the show about this? Mine? Did you have something you wanted to talk about as
2: well? You did. I mean, so I had two things. I'm going to give myself a shout out because oh, when yes. this drops, it's my birthday. Yes. And so happy birthday to E Dog over here.
0: Yeah, on the 11th, uh, on so Friday, go to what I want you to do is I want you to go to. Instagram, Ellie's <laughs> bad head. shout her out, give her a happy birthday, you know, you know, find out what her OnlyFans is and send her twenty dollars, whatever you gotta do, you know.
2: Whatever, what's up?
0: Cards sent that, care of the coach bono show, we'll all get to her.
2: That there would
1: be go. a great day to premiere your OnlyFans for your fans. Oh,
2: it 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 would be while I'm at the car dealership getting my car serviced, and this is literal not figurative. Yeah, um, <laughs> So that's how my 45th birthday is going down. It's super cool. But the other thing I wanted to mention as an aside is that LSU got notice of allegations yesterday. Yeah, I Mm. saw
3: with Will Wade.
2: And um, given that KU's stuff is still pending with Adidas and everything else. I find it very curious that they're dropping it on the eve of the tournament. And I don't know what other dominoes are going to fall. And I just was kind of curious because you were hoping that LSU would try to make it push, probably in the CC tournament, get in, see what they could do. But well,
0: what right are your thoughts? Now, well, right now, Bracketology has got him as a six seat. I saw that. Lenardi has him as six, which is three spots higher than I think they would have been normally I I they, they seem to always get screwed up on that eight nine line. So, anyway, um, no, I, I think there's a timing piece to that. I think that they always put a timing piece to all these things. I think they want LSU's a team that can upset somebody that could upset an Auburn or a Kentucky in that uh-huh. tournament and could push a team that might be able to get a one seed from being a one seed because both Kentucky and Auburn are going to have to do well you know, if not get to the championship game, just to get a one, to try to get a one seed. Right. I think it's only one of them will get one and they will be whoever's the champion and they'll have to get some help, which Baylor, KU we'll talk about that later. Correct. But I think there's some timing things to this. I think it's a lot of bullshit to be perfectly honest <laughs> and, and maybe they broke rules. They probably did, but this is the same stuff we heard when there was the investigation on Kansas uh-huh. All, um, LSU, I think Louisville was involved in it. There was five or six. Auburn. Schools. Auburn was. It, it's it, The timing to me is an issue. It is. And it's, they, it's And, they, and they, they're bringing in football into this thing now. And they're doing that right as LSU is having spring practice. And it's one of those where they're, you know, it's, I find the timing to be very
2: strange. So, I mean, in other words, mean. the NCAA is doing a really weird flex at this point.
0: Yeah, they're trying to fuck with LSU on this.
2: And I think that's fair. Yeah. I, what I, else is new?
0: I don't want right. to be the guy who says my favorite team's getting fucked, but my favorite team's getting fucked. The thing is, is I don't think anything's gonna come of this. I think nothing comes of all of this. I think that what in what grounds does the NCAA have to stand on right now? with all the changes and all the NIL stuff and everything that's going on, how can they enforce anything from two, three, four, five years ago?
2: Yeah, I I think that's an excellent point. I'm gonna be very curious how they try to leverage any kind of penalties and then defend them in any kind of appeal because every single school will appeal Given NIL and everything else yeah, that and, and current, really, state
0: is. and it may not be just LSU on this, but LSU's in the SEC, and the NCAA does not want to piss the SEC off because there's already talk at the that at the SEC. You can say, "Hey, fuck you! We can leave football all
2: behind." It's that
0: that
2: breakaway it. thing is not going to happen.
0: I think football happens. I do. I think it's a few years away, but I think it happens. Where just football beats the NCAA.
1: In fairness, Bo, that has been said multiple times over many years about the SEC.
0: But we're seeing it now with ESPN's new contract with with, with SEC. The Big Ten's new contract they're about to get, which is going to be just as big as the SEC's, that's going to give them the power too. It isn't just the SEC. It'll be the SEC and the Big Ten. And, I mean, look, I mean, Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC was, this is something where all this money, there's just as much money going directly to the schools, through the conference, than what the NCAA can do for them. And I think the first shoot to drop, it'll be, I think it'll be after the Big Ten makes their deal, which will happen this summer. It'll probably be with some kind of a combination of Fox and NBC or CBS, and it'll be a $400 million deal, which will be able to expand as that conference expands, just as the deal that ESPN ABC made with, with the SEC. The, the deal gets bigger if they expand the conference. The, the, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to be 16 or 18 team conferences. The SEC is already there. Yeah. The Big Tens are 14. I mean, what's to say in two or three years? They're not both sitting at 20 in football. And especially if the Big Ten were able to rope Notre Dame. Hmm. If the, if NBC got involved as one of the people that takes the Big Ten, then maybe they make that side deal with NBC with Notre Dame. You got a deal going there. Now you can see those two conferences go to 20. You could see the big 12, or the, I'm sorry, the Pac 12 go to a, a big number.
2: Well, they're already at 16. So, yeah,
0: they go, if they go to 20, you got 60 teams then. 54. All right. My math's a little off. 48. 48 teams right there. That's at 16. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you get them all to 20, it's 60 teams. I mean, that's that's enough. So you wouldn't have to worry about the NCAA, as to say.
1: This is true. The issue That's is where this, it comes. It doesn't come they, right now.
0: This is not going to happen now. It's going to happen after the Big Ten, and then after the Pac-12. It's, uh, it's something after this.
1: Those I are the next it, two. If it, yeah, if it happens, it's we're probably five to ten years out.
0: I would think we're four or five years out.
1: Yeah. It, it also if that even happens. Yeah,
0: it also has to be an expansion of the college football playoff.
1: Well, it, it, there's, there's the argument from the NCAA, or not from the NCAA, but from other schools where it's just it, now we're separating the, you know, the blue chips from everybody else. It becomes got. one league and everything else. But or, what I mean by that is, you know, you, you start looking at your pre conf your pre-division games, your pre-conference games, your, the, your warm-ups, if you will. Those, those disappear mm-hmm. immediately. You no longer have your small schools trying to play a big school.
0: Yeah, uh, for you, notoriety
1: you, or for prep or for whatever. That's gone if that yeah. happens.
0: Well, there'll be some rules involved, that's sure. I mean, there'll yeah. be something of you can't qualify for a playoff if you play, you know, more than two games outside of these outside these barriers. But I mean, we'll see how that happens. I do think eventually that gets that done, it gets done. But I still think that's yeah. at least a couple three years away at the earliest. Yeah.
1: So and yeah. I don't know if it, if I don't know if there's a, be a side effect where you'd start to see schools just abandon football in the smaller arena. Completely. They just dissolved that. And now you're only having, oh. you know, if you're not playing football in one of the big schools, you're not playing football anymore.
0: Well, I don't think so. I think you'll have something similar to what the, the non-Power 5 conferences are right now. In yeah. essence, the the idea of having four major conferences that are more aligned be, by geographic is more of what the Power 5 is now. Yeah. And then you have well, the next ones, the non-Power 5, which are still profitable, still have TV contracts. You know, just be a little, be smaller contracts, but it's this whole thing. We 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 can go down a rabbit hole that would take us way way to the side, which I don't want to do right now. So sure, but to be back to what Ellen's saying, yeah, I think it's the NCAA fucking with LSU. Yeah, the, the, time, the timing, is suspicious to me. Fair
2: enough. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> All right. I want to get into this NFL stuff. We're going to get to basketball at the end here, but the NFL. Um. So we all know that uh, the the story going into this offseason was going to be Aaron Rodgers again. Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee on, was that Monday? And says he's staying. The same day, I guess it was Tuesday. He says he's staying.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Same day, uh, Rodgers is, he's got a contract extension. He can sign. He hasn't signed it yet, he says. Um, Rodgers is staying in Green Bay, which this is not what I thought was going to happen. I thought he was definitely getting traded, but they, they they worked these things out. Devontae Adams has been franchise tagged. Right. So I, I, I'm going to ask you some things here in a second, both of his opinion here in a second. But here's what I, I want to say first. One, I'm surprised. I'm surprised by both moves. The reason I'm surprised by both moves is that I have thought that you know, it's a great idea. And I don't think they've done a bad thing here. My biggest thing is I wondered what, who was the person that gets to make the final decision. We're hearing that Rodgers's contract is going to be a game changer. It's going to change. He's going to become the highest paid player in the in the NFL. Devontae has, by being franchise tag, is going to get at least twenty one million this year. They'll probably work some kind of an extension out, but um, so they'll make it all work. But those two together. That takes a commitment from ownership. And that's what surprised me. What do you guys think on this? Was this surprising to you? Do you, is this is not surprising. Let me
2: hear it. So I'll just step in real quick. Cause my piece will be short. If they got one, they were going to get the other. So either Devonte got his contract and Rogers you know, built out his commitment around that or vice versa. And I think it was a discussion that Devonte Adams had with Aaron Rodgers and with whomever makes those money decisions. And they were like, we are going to do this. This is how we're going to do it. And everyone was cool with it. What I found fascinating and just shout out to my coworker, Eric, because I happen to be in the office on Tuesday, when all of this kind of played out, he goes, Oh, well, um, I guess the Broncos are getting Russell Wilson before any of that kind of fell. So yes. it's interesting to kind of see some of the other chess moves that teams were doing by yes. the Broncos hiring the Packers' offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. As their head coach, probably with thoughts of bringing Aaron Rodgers over here and all that kind of changing midstream. So, Ricardo, what are your ideas around this?
1: I'm I am shocked as as Bo is, because we and we talked about this Super Bowl night.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Neither of us believed for one second Aaron Rodgers was staying in Green Bay. Yeah. And, and I believe that because I didn't think Green Bay gave him his best chance to win another Super Bowl. He's been there, you know, quite a while since the last one. And there just seems to be something dysfunctional there. Not I don't know if it's the team, the GM, Aaron. I don't know what's going on, but they just can't seem to close the deal as well as they do during the regular season. They get into the playoffs. They just can't get to the big game. So I thought, I, I did not believe he was going to stay there. You know, however much of last year's drama was accurate or inaccurate, doesn't matter. I thought he was gone. And if he was gone, I agree, Owen Adams was gone. Mm-hmm. Him staying, and, and the, the thing that is holding true is showing right now is that whatever Aaron Rodgers was going to do was going to start the domino rolls on everything else in the league. Yeah. Nothing had really happened until he said he was staying. And now we've seen domino after domino fall across the league and they're going to continue to do so uh, after this, uh, that changes are happening. Russell coming here, the, the Wentz, uh, Wentz conversation, who's getting tagged, all of that kind of just lynched on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So we knew he was going to take his time on this. It wasn't, it wasn't going to take forever, but he wasn't going to rush the decision that he's staying shocks me, that, um, that Adams is getting franchise tagged because of that, or as part of that, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Because they, they had to do something to keep him. Yeah, And yeah. they weren't, I don't think they were going really to really commit to, a, to another contract with him that was, they're already in cap hell.
0: Well, they're going to be able to get out of cap hell with the way they can do this. So,
1: yeah, um, I do
0: agree. I think it was all or nothing. You're either going to go 2-0 and o or 0-2, o because there was no reason to give the franchise tag to Devontae Adams if you don't have Rodgers coming back unless you already had worked out a long-term deal with him. Um, I didn't see that happening. It seems like to me, and I saw Adam Schefter this morning on one of the ESPN programs, and he was saying that the Russell Wilson deal had actually been talked about even going back before the combine. Mm
3: -hmm. And really, this was
0: something that was kind of a done deal, really just kind of pending on with Rodgers going public. That it seems like the Packers knew that Rodgers was going to do this and it was just waiting for him to say it publicly. Um,
2: That's interesting because I'm sitting here thinking, is he just a dude that's a little bit afraid to move on with his life, given that his um, personal relationship with his fiancee has supposedly fallen apart? Yeah. I don't know. I think that he's a strange cat. He is full, I mean, definitely. He is. Yeah. But being just someone who's probably very used to routine, and given that his fiancee is no longer part of that routine, if there wasn't some comfort knowing what he'd be dealing with in Green Bay, especially since they hired his QB coach back out of retirement.
0: Yeah, for his when he was a rookie, his younger QB coach.
2: Right. Um, yeah, I think I think
0: it's funny that I mean, it seemed like you know everything that the the Broncos were doing was geared toward getting Aaron Rodgers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that fell through. Now they're look, they go, they pivot to Russell Wilson. Um, the big thing to me to take away was simply, I'm surprised and shocked that um, Rodgers and that I'm sorry, should say Rodgers. I'm surprised and shocked that the organization was willing to do this. They're going well, to make him the highest paid player in the league, supposedly. He's agreed, but hasn't signed anything yet. Um, and then Devontae Adams, now they're going to get through some of the salary cap issues. Let me pull this up here on the salary cap issue.
2: I mean, that was your primary concern, though, is that they wouldn't have a decision maker within the organization yeah. to be able to say, yes, let's dump this money.
0: Yeah. Well, for but, instance, but it makes full- sense. Yeah, they're 45 million over the cap right now, as we're talking, and they just promised Devontae Adams 21 million. Now they have till June the 15th to work out a long-term deal, which tells me that if Rogers is signing a long-term deal, so is Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. I would guess their deal is the same length. Yeah. Rogers is a 44 million. He's 44 million toward the cap. He's got Wow, over 20 million in bonus money, um, and then 26 in salary. So what'll happen is they'll spread that salary over the remainder of the years of the new of the new extension, and they'll take that cap. They'll take some of that cap hit off. That'll take 26 million off the cap. Uh, Devonte Adams sitting at 20 million. It's 20 million 145 thousand. Uh, we do know now that the cap is going to be $208 million. That came out as of uh, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I'm sorry, Wednesday, that's this morning it came out. Okay. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, the Packers are now going into these two deals. They have, With these two deals not being finalized yet, the Packers are now just barely the last place team as far as effective cap space. The Saints have moved have somehow moved heaven and earth and lost 30 million of their salary cap issues to move yeah, but under the packers.
1: But from an organizational standpoint, are... this is not surprising. Green Bay has not looked good since the start of this whole Aaron Rodgers debacle last year. No, I agree. So, so getting Aaron Rodgers to stay is a huge win, you know, publicly for the organization. Because everybody's agreeing that he's the most talented. He's the number one quarterback you need to get. He's going to get paid. But if you're a Green Bay and you lose Aaron Rodgers, how do you replace that? How do you move on? Forget replacing that. You can't replace him. How do you move on from that? Yeah. It is a no-brainer. If you can get him, you have to get him because quarterbacks are a premium right now. Yeah. Well,
0: and I was going to talk about the premium thing on the quarterbacks here in a minute. Um, Where does this leave Jordan Love?
2: Why not leave him in the position that Aaron Rodgers was coming behind Brett Tharve?
0: Well, by thinking there is this is going to be year three for Jordan Love. Let me make sure I'm correct
1: here. Um, I'm requesting a trade. If I'm Jordan Love, I want to have to
0: try to move him. So um, Jordan Love is under contract this year and next. Next year will be his, this is his third season. So his rookie contract ends in the 2023 season. Now, normally, if you have a franchise quarterback, you've got to know how they're good. If they're going to be your franchise guy, well, by now, by the third season, by the third season, even if you set out year one, he set out now year one and two. Can the Packers afford to sit him out year three? Because then he's going into a pause. What do you do then? You're giving Rodgers a long-term contract. Jordan loves not seeing the field as the starting quarterback, unless Aaron Rodgers is injured.
1: I'm requesting a trade. I, if I'm Jordan love, and I want a career in the NFL, I'm looking to leave Green Bay immediately. This is not what he got drafted for. It's not what he signed up for. There's no reason for him to stay. Mm -hmm. If Aaron Rodgers is coming back for at least one, two, maybe three years, who knows whatever that number is, he hasn't seen the field. He wants, he should be eyeballing right now to go to any other team. He has a chance to play because otherwise You have relegated yourself to a backup job for the rest of your NFL career. There's no point in in denying, in in arguing that you need to see the field.
2: And that's not going to happen with Aaron Rodgers there.
0: Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Ellen,
2: what do you think? It's funny because we've had the conversation about clipboard money and I'm here for all the guys getting clipboard money. And you never know that moment that somebody's going to get hurt and you're going to be able to be a Matt Castle or whomever and make a run. But given that say San Francisco is going to be getting rid of probably Garoppolo, is that a move? I mean, I can appreciate what you guys are thinking as far as him coming in as a top level talent and wanting to be able to prove that. Yeah. At the same time, I just, it's one of those things that I think we as fans, especially in as franchises, we've forgotten that quarterbacks need to have time to season and be seasoned. But if you're not seeing the field, you're not getting that chance to get the reps in the game. So I, I don't know necessarily where it lands.
0: Well, I think the fact that he was a first round pick, you know, he was a first round pick in 2020. Um, I think that you have to let him go at this point and get what you can get for him. Here's the real question on this. Did they do this because of Aaron Rodgers or did the Packers do this because the one game Jordan Love has started, he wasn't good in.
2: You can't judge a quarterback on a single game. I agree with that.
0: I like agree. Ricardo, do you think it had to that, that played into it at all?
1: No, I, 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 there's no way you, you, you get a rookie quarterback, you get a first gamer. They don't know the speed. They are not accustomed to playing in the NFL. He's a three, you know, he's going into his third season and he's seen the field. What? Once. I think uh, what,
0: yeah, he's been, he started one game.
1: He started one game. He's, you know, that's it. You don't know what you are until you've played a few games.
0: Well, I agree. So that's my thinking is that, okay, so the team that knows him the best is the Packers. They see it at practice every day. It, do the Packers think so little of him that they've just said, hey, yeah, you were a first-round pick, but you were not who we thought you no. were going to be.
1: No, it's a no-brainer decision. Gonna... He's you, got to go. A... It's, he's, got to, he's got to leave. This is, this is not even a question. You, you could put anybody there, yeah, and you're know. comparing anybody to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You know, you don't have a you don't you know. Jordan loves not Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Jordan no. love isn't Josh Allen. But you don't. Know, and, and, and I'll bring this back to you. You don't know where he sits on the Tannehill test. There's no way you know where he That's sits true. on the Tannehill test. Yeah,
0: and you don't know the Tannehill test is the. Test that Tyler Johnson and I have. It's the yeah. your quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, or better. If he is, you got a chance to win a Super Bowl. If he's worse than Ryan Tannehill, you can't win a Super Bowl.
1: Exactly. And so I you, have no but, you, ha- Love, pack, you have no idea. With
0: Jordan Love, you have no idea. Do the Packers know? No, you they can't. don't know.
2: Without game reps, you can't know.
0: Well, so it goes back to like this. Okay, so here's a a I, I'm not with. I'm not against you guys on this. I, I think Jordan Love should ask for to be traded as well. I think the Packers will trade Jordan Love. I think they realize they've totally fucked his career right now. Um, they've wrecked him pretty hard. Um, what I think that the, the only thing I can think of is that this is a Steve Young situation, sitting behind Montana and sitting and sitting and sitting and sitting, and sitting but he had some professional experience. People knew who he was and it was in Tampa his first year or in the USFL where he was dominant. People don't do No one knows. The only people that know exactly how good that guy is, is the Packers.
2: Right. And, and so let he me, has
0: no value either in a
2: trade, but let me throw out Albert Iverson back to you and say practice. Yeah. We're talking about practice. It's true. I,
0: I agree. I, I, I think what I think that what it says badly makes the the, the way it looks the Packers look like they made a poor decision in a way, is that they're gonna get nothing for him. He's gonna get moved on draft day to somebody. And it's gonna be someone who gives him a third round or a fourth round pick. You know, that the Packers are gonna say, Hey, we like this guy on the board. Let's go ahead and trade love to get this guy on the board.
2: Here's the thing though, the Packers were betting on Rogers yeah. leaving. And they were trying to shore up their I, team.
0: I think they knew. I think they, I think everything to me points that they have known. They, they make these moves as quickly as they did. I think they've known for a couple of weeks.
2: No, I'm saying when they drafted oh, him. Oh, they drafted him, yeah. Well, I they were they, anticipating Rodgers leaving within the next couple of years that he would sit And he would have time to learn the schemes and learn the team and everything else. And he would be able to walk in and do it. And all of a sudden Rogers isn't leaving.
1: Yeah. well, Which is ironic for the, for the green Bay Packers when you remember that transition from Favre to Rogers. Yeah, exactly. And at the time, and here's the difference in that situation when, when, when they got, when Favre left and they put Rogers in place, Green Bay didn't look that bad. It wasn't popular decision, but they didn't look nearly as bad as they did this time around with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan love yeah. that. That's a very, I think part of this was that they need to save face as well as not lose the best quarterback in the league, especially with Tom retiring, you know, that that's something to be, to, there's something to be said there about how the way, how they've handled this and they've handled it badly from the very yes. beginning. Um, but that's not to say that they did anything, they would have done everything there. I think they were looking at this very similar. It was like, we're just going to make this decision. We're going to do this. And they blew up in their face in a really, in a, in a much worse way than they thought it would. Um, if I'm Jordan Love, I, I think I'm attractive to a number of teams as well for a trade. There are quite a few teams who need a new quarterback, and there's, you know, Houston, Steelers, Carolina is probably good because you don't, and, and going back to practicing, I'll bring up uh, New England. Nobody thought, how good did Mac look at the end of the year compared to what he did at the beginning of the year? Yeah, You don't know until you get those games under your belt. And they don't know Jordan Love right now. I don't care how much he's practiced. You don't know how he's going to respond to the pressure or in different situations in a live game until he plays them. He needs to go somewhere. And now, in fairness, you know, back to the clipboard quarterbacks. If, the, if, if his mentality is now... This is a good career path for me. I could be a second on a clipboard, you know, for some time and have a nice career. I'm seeing it done by other people. His priorities might have changed since he got drafted. I don't know what he wants. You know, is he thinking long term? I could be a longer second year than a than a first year. I get hurt a lot. Who knows? I don't know what his priorities are. But if he wants to play, Green Bay is not the place to be.
0: Yeah, he's not staying in Green Bay. I just don't see that happening. So.
1: But I was wrong on Rogers So he could, I could see it. You know, there's, there's an argument that you had there to get send him to, to the Steelers for a, a, a lower round pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's so going to be five or six teams that are going to talk about Jordan Love. I think, I think you pegged a bunch of them. there, Ricardo. I think the Steelers, um, the Texans for sure. Um, Miami, I think we'll look at it. I think they'll be. I, hell, I think New Orleans could look at it. I think there's a yeah, lot of New teams. Orleans
1: was another one.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of teams that could bring him in. I think you go look at those teams that are in salary cap hell, and say, Hey, you want a quarterback to give it a try too. So.
1: I, mean, um, I think he might I, be a better option for, for teams that have even young quarterbacks now that haven't worked yeah. out like the jets or the giants.
0: Yeah. I think another one that would be kind of a dark horse. There's the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. You know, yeah. You know, something to do with Matt Ryan there. Again, it's going to, I think it's going to come down to this draft as well. There's a lot of teams that don't like these quarterbacks in this draft, there's not a, there's not a can't miss guy in this draft. I think people who are who are football people kind of have their one they like. I think of the ones I've seen, I think Kenny Pickett's the best, but I'm not. I wouldn't put my reputation on the guy. I don't like Malik Willis at all. What I've seen, I'm athletic. He's most athletic of all of them, which I hate saying that because most athletic means he's black. But I, I mean, I think he's well. I, I mean. I You know what, I'm the guy who's kind of against all those things. I like the idea of letting well, players be players. Is,
1: is he the next Lamar Jackson? I don't know.
0: I don't I know. Lamar Jackson had a much better skill set.
1: So if you're talking about an athletic, you know, you're talking about a running quarterback. Yeah. So, it,
0: well, I are think there think teams that really want to do that? Yeah, I don't know. I Someone's going to make a big mistake on, on Malik Willis, I think. I think the two quarterbacks that have a chance. I think Malik Willis could be – I think if he's put the right quarterback coach, to change some of the things. I saw some of those tapes just recently, and I was like, ooh, there's some things. I, I saw some of the stuff that Orlovsky did about him, and then I saw something else I didn't saw, football focus. And I was like, I don't know. He's also – he played at Liberty. It wasn't like he played at a high-caliber, you know, yeah. a place where you're going to be playing, you know, great players every week. You know, that's one thing Matt Carell has on him at Old Miss, is that he played in the SEC. And did very well in the SEC. So I mean I don't think Matt Carell's as, as good a good quarterback as um, Kenny Pickett. But again, I would stake my reputation any of. Them. So
2: well I, as as I will say with all things draft or commitment wise on college or pro level, it doesn't matter until you get on the field.
3: Yeah.
0: And the situation you go into goes to means a lot.
2: Yep. Yeah, I mean that,
0: yeah. I mean I, I don't want to say I'm rooting against Malik Wilson. I'm certainly not, but I, I want to see him do well. I want to see everybody, everybody go in there and do well, unless they go to the Falcons.
3: So <laughs> yeah.
0: So hey, right, we right. We're gonna we're gonna move on from Rogers to the if there was if Rogers is story one, one A has got to be the trade of Russell Wilson from Seattle to Denver. I, I got the trade here. I'm gonna read this off. Seattle sends Russell Wilson and their 2022 fourth-round pick to Denver. In return, Seattle gets quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris. They get the Broncos' first-round pick this year, which is number nine overall. They get the Broncos' first-round pick next year. They get the Broncos' second-round pick this year, number 40 overall. They get the Broncos' second-round pick in 2023, and they get the Broncos' fifth-round pick in 2022 this year. Um, Is this the great trade robbery part two? I mean, this is like a Herschel Walker type of trade. It's going to essentially be eight players for one, or eight players for two. Um, You guys are both in the Denver area. What is people, what are people saying in Denver? First
2: off. I'm going to let Ricardo run with I, this first. I have no
1: idea what anyone okay. in the city is saying about it. I know how I feel about it.
0: Okay. let's and hear I,
1: that. And if, if for no other reason, I think that this is actually for Denver, a good deal. I really do. Because what they're, what they've lacked over not, not just this last year, but over a while now, uh, is a leadership quarterback. You know, their best quarterbacks in history have been Elway and Manning. Guys that come in, they are leaders in the locker room. They're leaders on the field, off the field, across the board. Russell Wilson is a top tier quarterback. He is a leader on the field, off the field, in the locker room, same thing. They have, and and part of this, well, I don't think we need to delve into this too much is that I'm not a big fan of Elway as a GM. So there have been, he's been fighting for a decent quarterback every single year. He's not very good at it. Um, and I don't, think he, I don't think he was a very good GM in general. Um, but to me, this is, a, this is a, for me, I think is good for Denver. I think they get a leadership quarterback, right? You know, still with years and tread on, uh, you know on the tires left, he's, he's what, 30, he's 33 right now. Mm-hmm. He's got a few years still to play before we're even approaching the, the Aaron Rodgers ages of, is he retiring? Is he going to stay or go? I think he's right in that uh, sweet spot of still got all the athleticism and has the maturity and veteran position to really take this team to another level. And they need it. They've got talent around, but they don't have that next level step that they need at a quarterback level. To change the game they're not in content you know if without russell wilson without a decent quarterback they're not in contention in this division
2: no I, I i fully agree on that and it's interesting because i'm seeing stuff about um a friend of mine from work let a couple of season tickets go she had four let two drop i'm curious what she's feeling right now uh Ticket prices are going to run a little bit more of a premium, especially than they had the last couple of seasons. I'm also curious, frankly, assuming the trade goes through, because I presume that Russell is going to pass as physical, how this is going to... (laughs) He already has. Okay.
0: Yeah, the only reason it has not official is that no trades are official until the 16th.
2: Okay. So um, I hadn't heard that he... Even this morning, it was still pending physical, blah, blah, blah. That's what but I
0: heard, it too. In the calendar.
2: Yeah. Um, how this influences who comes in as ownership.
0: That's a good question.
2: Because he's going to be a black quarterback on a team that could possibly have a black owner or a person of color as an owner. And I wonder if that's going to have any influence on what that impact is going to be. I'm glad that Elway is out of the equation, frankly, because I agree with you, Ricardo, on that front, a thousand percent. Um, but I just kind of wonder what that interplay is. And, you know, and then you get somebody like Von Miller who went to the Chargers for a season, who's... Rams according or excuse me to the Rams um you know according to Twitter his own Twitter feed is just like oh I'd like to go back to Denver yeah. why not I was actually thinking the
1: same thing this morning well, like he was only on a one-year contract and he's got his ring now yeah why not come back
2: and I mean one of the things that Bo and I talked about I think a couple episodes ago around the Pro Bowl was how are these people, how are these quarterbacks and other team leaders recruiting other people to come to their team?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a good point. We talked, we talked before about destination. Yeah. Russell Wilson coming here makes Denver a destination for certain players.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think that, so in that division, we've heard all about this all week now. Since the trade's gone through or the trade's been announced. You know this is this is the quarter, the division of quarterbacks. I mean, you've got Mahomes now, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Uh, the Raiders have Derek Carr, they're gonna have R. R. E. There. yeah, <laughs> a, a dead man walk in there. Um, he's either gonna wait to get, for that trade to happen, he's either gonna get traded or he's gonna get cut or extended. One of the two. yeah. I mean, but um, I, I think that it's interesting, I think it's interesting in a lot of different ways. So, I love your angle, Ellen. of the, the ownership and, you know, what's going to be expected. I think Russ is a quarterback also that has got some cachet in name. People know who he is. Um I think it makes the Broncos an all-in kind of team right now. Yeah. I think the most impressive thing – I think it's a lot to pay. It's a lot to pay. But I think the trade works, and I think the trade works for one reason. The three players that threw in, they didn't get the – the Seahawks. I mean, Drew Locke, You're getting rid of the quarterback. He's going to be the backup in Seattle. He isn't going to be the starting quarterback in Seattle. They're going to be. So they're going to get a start. Yeah, I mean, they'll find the I mean, he. They'll either find somebody or draft somebody, and then Drew Locke's a one year quarterback.
1: You you wait and see. He's going to be the starter because there are too many teams looking at quarterbacks, and and you, you got to look around the league at who's available.
0: That's true. We're going, to get, we're going to go there next.
1: Huh? And, and I'll tell you now, right now, if I'm a quarterback, the most attractive place uh, to go to, sound, and it's going to sound weird, but Pittsburgh. Yeah, maybe. Mike going, and, and, it's not, and it is not it, has, it is simply this. Mike Tomlin, when was his last losing season? He only, exactly. He hasn't had he hasn't had He's one. never had one. He's never had a losing season. And well, to play for a coach under that kind of pressure, who has not had a losing season, knows how to win with whatever he's got, is very attractive for a quarterback to go to. Yeah, well,
0: let's stay on this Russell thing for a minute. We're going to get to that in a second. With the quarterbacks, the other quarterbacks sure. out there. Um, with this, so I think Denver's all in now. I think Denver's going to. I mean, obviously, you give up that many draft picks. You're one and two, two years in a row. And they got a couple of these picks in other trades. One came from the Von Miller trade, a couple of other things they've done. But I think the big thing, every trade I had heard, whether it was for Rodgers or Wilson, we heard these kind of pending trades. Every one I heard had one of the big names in there, whether that was somehow Denver got over on this to me. They didn't give up any of the three wide receivers, Judy, Sutton, Patrick, all stayed. Every everything I saw, one of them was leaving. It was never going to be Jerry Judy. Either Cortland Sutherland or uh, Patrick was going to or Tim Patrick was going to go. One of them was going to go. They didn't give up Chubb and they didn't give up Sertan.
2: I I will say that the timeline of Jerry Judy's Twitter account yeah. yesterday that was, was amazing. amazing.
0: Yes. We'll get, you got to get there in a yeah, if you didn't see it, so he, he sees that Rodgers is staying. He puts out, like, you know, bummer or whatever, whatever it was. Oh, I did.
1: Yeah, I did see that.
0: And then, what was it, like an hour later? He's like super hyped because now they got Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah. But every,
0: like, you know, mock trade I saw either had one of the three receivers or Patrick Sertan Jr. in. And the fact that they didn't give up any of those five young players, the three receivers, Chubb, the best pass rusher they've got, and Sertan, the best corner they have, I think it tells me that they really are betting on this is going to be a now kind of thing. And I think that now Denver gets added to that list that, you know, Ellen and I, we talked about this for weeks now. They get added to the list with Kansas City, with Cincinnati, with um buffalo of destinations these free agents are going to want to go to and and number one that i got to think that's going to happen for denver bobby wagner got cut by the seahawks yesterday you think russell wilson's not telling somebody hey let's go get bobby wagner and put a veteran linebacker with those studs on the, the stud young guys on the defensive line and defensive defensive backs I mean, this is going to be a great opportunity for Denver.
2: Well, I mean, you know, I think you're right, given that the Rams showed the league how it could be done yeah, if they went all in yeah. for one season. And it's just really what's the ownership and leadership mindset behind the that.
0: Denver's cap situation, where they're still, after this trade, 26 million under. Mm-hmm. They're in a situation with those five young players and Russ, they can fill in one-year deals for guys left and right. I mean, if you're them, you got to be calling guys like Leonard Fournette. You got to be calling guys, I mean, just left and right. Hey, let me get can Matthew come in here and play for two seasons? You know, something like that. I mean, why wouldn't you make those phone calls now and just kind of keep it moving down the field? I think you hit the nail on the head, Ellen. That I think Denver is taking the Rams playbook and saying we're not going to worry about the draft picks, and they can do it not because they're veteran laden, but because they hung on to all five of those young players. They couldn't have done that if they'd had to have given up Bradley Chubb or Patrick Sertanji. Yeah, I
3: think that's and Jerry Judy
0: and Jerry Judy. If they kept, I mean, just keeping those three is worth it. And they have a tight end they like they can replace Noah Fant with. So if to them, I mean, I mean, Locke is basically nothing in this case. Shelby Harris is a fine defensive lineman, but you can find one-year defensive lineman. You can go get a guy in a third round who can play a little bit interior. You've already got the stud on the outside. I mean, it I think it's a great deal for Denver. I think it makes it really hard. And it makes it to me. As someone who's an outside observer, neither of, of these two teams are my team. This makes it incredibly hard for the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: So, Ricardo, I would be super interested in your view on this because I'm more of a Chiefs person and you're an anti-Chief person?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always have been. Well,
2: this this
1: is, is hard. And, and let, me, let me ask you this. and. Because you've, you've brought this up before, and, and I'm curious if this changes anything. You've said that the only place that Gronk would go would be to play with Burrow. Well, Does this become attractive as a tight end, offensive yeah. tight end, to suddenly go do a one-year deal in Denver for him? It
0: does. Now, he's under contract still. Um, yeah, but... And, and they do, Denver does supposedly really like the tight end they have. It is... Um, Albert, oh, I'm going to butcher this name. Um, <laughs> Oak Bond. I, I'm not. Oh happy. yeah, yeah. You know no, no, no. Mean, and
1: that's
0: and, and that's fine. He was a fourth round been... pick in 2020. He's been good. Sure. Um, and he's someone that they really, really like. Athletic. I mean, he's six five. He's two fifty. He went to Mizzou. He's a big guy. Sure, um, sure. But
1: but is he a he a Kelsey or a Kittle?
0: No, he's not. He's, no, not. he's not. But he he's could not. be. He 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 could be good enough. And with those three receivers, I mean, that's the thing. They got three receivers that nobody gets. I said true, last true. season, I thought Denver had one of the best. That's what was so painful watching them play a couple of times is Drew Locke is the really bad driver with two DUIs on his record driving a fucking Corvette because they Hey, no, cool
2: no, 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 no. We, it's not all on Drew Locke. Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback.
0: Yeah, that's and, true. But Teddy Bridgewater played well there at times.
1: At well, times. Teddy Bridgewater is not a franchise but, quarterback. Bo, Bo, but, put Teddy Bridgewater in the Tannehill test.
0: You know, he does not pass the Tannehill test. I agree. There's
1: your answer right But there.
0: he played a lot better than Drew Locke has.
1: Neither uh, of them are as good as Ryan yeah. Tannehill. I don't care. I, there's, not a G,
0: there's not a GM in the league who would take, who would take Drew Locke over Teddy Bridgewater. No. You, blind, it, you gave the Pepsi of 32 it, of
1: them. They're Judy's all 32. Say it all. Judy's tweets say it all. You have Drew Locke, you didn't get Aaron Rodgers, and you're pissed. You get Russell Wilson, and he's elated. That is absolute condemnation to oh, yeah. a teammate oh, on Drew Locke, okay? Well, it goes back to my point of saying
0: Drew Locke is sitting there last year, and he's not a great quarterback. He's not even a franchise quarterback. He shouldn't have been there last season. This is a team that's had 11 quarterbacks since Peyton
1: Manning. No,
2: Drew Locke I is a clipboard. Yeah, He, he is – but they also traded for Teddy Bridgewater to come in and start the season. And yeah. you can't wipe the Broncos season yeah. because that initial front end run that everyone was super excited about was because of Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, I
0: see where you're going. I, I, I saw it differently. Yeah.
2: And Drew Locke only came in because Bridgewater got hurt yeah. this season. But, it, but really, you look at it, I mean, you're
0: upgrading quarterback, you don't have to upgrade a lot around it. That's a really good I mean
1: yes. That what yes. yes, C- your you target did. is your your goal here is okay. first, you gotta beat the Chiefs. Yeah. You can't just come and get in the play. You gotta beat the Chiefs and make a Super Bowl run. Yeah. That's the goal here. You gotta if you're gonna level up and line up. Yes, you got the Raiders. Yes, you have Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and they're coming along. I, I agree with you, Justin. Her- I think Justin Herbert's a great talent, and I think the Chargers will be something very special. But your main goal here is you got to win the division. You got to beat the Chiefs twice, yeah. period. Yeah. No matter what, Raiders. you got to beat them twice. Well, you got you to beat the Raiders, but you got to beat the Chiefs twice, no matter no, what. I,
0: just, I think they're built to win. I think they're built to win now. I, I like what they got. I think those, and again, those... Three receivers, to me, I think they're the. T- I think they're in the top five as far as receiver cores in the NFL. Yeah. And it- they're poised for it. Yeah. I mean, and then I love the defense when you've got – Bradley Chubb is a stud. I mean, he's just – he's phenomenal. He's what you need in that division. A guy that's going to attack quarterback. He's going to attack Herbert. He's going to attack Carr. He's going to attack Mahomes. And then Patrick Sertan, Jr. is – I mean, he's his father's son, but – He may be even better than his dad. His old man could fuck a play. Lot of Uh, fun. Sertan is is incredible. And in fact, they didn't give up any of those guys in that trade. That is something John Elway could have never done.
2: No, and I think that's a great point. And what will be interesting, frankly, is if Von Miller gets himself a one-year contract. It could be kind of electric around here.
1: Yeah, I would love to see a a Von Miller one year and a Leonard Fournette one year. And if it's at all possible, a Gronk one year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, the, the, you the know, with twenty-six heard, million, you
0: could work something there. Yeah, they—they're they're going to. Oh, there is no doubt that the Denver Broncos are going to bring in a couple of veterans. I suspect there'll be a couple of veterans in that defense. I think Bobby Wagner would be the number one guy. I'd be making a phone call to. I think that's just a no-brainer there. for that, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I think you're. I think you're spot on um let's get to the next big damn maybe, <laughs> how many big moves have we had <laughs>
1: obviously we were, we're a cap time aren't we hold on jeez
0: uh we should stop for a commercial it's been so long um the third one we have here
1: truck club. There you go. We,
0: we'll, we're gonna, all right, we'll stop and do a Trunk Club <laughs> commercial. If you, oh, do a, damn if you wanted a commercial, I'll give you one. I was just joking. Okay, no, so we do have a great sponsor. So everyone here is a Trunk Club uh, member, right? Ricardo's in now.
1: As a matter of fact, my first one, I think is next week or the week after. There you right? go. It's, it's coming. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I love it. Um. I, I know that everybody that's been on here has loved Trunk Club. So if you're listening to the show right now, go into our show notes. You're going to see a link in there, refer a link, follow the link. You can do it while you're listening to us to still rant and rave here. And you can get $50 off your first trunk from trunk club. Uh, I'm on here right now. So they have not updated the new trunks for the spring yet. They will be doing that uh, by the end of the month, I'm told, but right now you can go in, you can do this. I like the starter trunk Ricardo, which one you got coming, Do you know,
1: I did it a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember. Did you choose one of the inspirations or did you make your own? I think I'm, no, I think I.
0: The starter truck is the one that. So I've had two friends reach out to me the last couple of weeks and they've asked about it and they've done it. A couple others have done it now and they've both done the starter trunks. And look, you get a lot of stuff. You do get 10 items and it can be a pretty big bill when it's all said and done. But you get $50 off if you use our, our code the first time you do it. And keep in mind, if you don't like something, you can send it back. The ease of sending something back is so easy.
2: Or yeah, if you, if you get the app and download it, there you, you can take stuff out take before stuff they even out. send it to you in the preview. There you go.
0: And definitely check out your previews. Go in there if you don't like something. It'll ask you why you don't like it. If it's just not your style, if it's color. I don't wear things that are red for instance, just not a fast, you know, it's not a flattering color for a big guy like me. I don't look like the Kool-Aid man. So when they put something that was red in my box, I said,
2: no. And he said, why? And I said, because of the color. And now I, I don't get anything red, which is what, what and, I and I took out mom jeans because I don't like high-waisted jeans. So
0: yeah. man, woman, child, whoever you are, whether you're dressing on the go, whether you're for the office, Whatever it is you need something for, it's a great way to spruce up your, your whole um, wardrobe. Check out Trunk Club from Nordstrom. They are great. They do a great job. Go to the, our show notes. Use the referral code. You just go in and follow the link. It'll take you right in. You get to save 50 bucks. We really appreciate it. It helps support those who help support us. So thank you for doing that.
1: Uncle Rico, are you still with me? I'm here. I, I did not find which one. It's not in my email. Okay, don't worry. It okay. Only, I only know it's coming in two weeks. I don't know which yeah, one it is. Go. I'm pretty sure it's a starter one. Well,
0: when you're and when you do about a week out, you'll get a notification. When you do that, go on there and check it out. I yeah. know like my last one, I removed three or four things. They'll put something else in. And you don't have to be obligated to keep everything. I know that there's a competitor of theirs out there that gives you a, a special discount if you keep all the items and you end up trying to figure out, well, I don't want to send something back because I lose that discount. And you end up keeping a bunch of shit you don't want. Trunk Club isn't like that. And it's really not throwaway stuff. It's really, really good quality. So yeah. Hey, last uh, big thing we got going on here is we've got the Carson Wentz trade. <laughs> so first we had Aaron Rodgers' staying. Then we get a trade for Russell Wilson to Denver. Now here on Wednesday, news breaks that the Indianapolis Colts, one year after acquiring Carson Wentz in a trade, are now trading him to the Washington Commanders. i got to get used to saying that. And this trade, the Colts get Washington's second round pick this year, which is number 42 overall. They get Washington's third round pick this year, Washington's third round pick next year, which can move to a two to the second rounder if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps in 2022. In return, the commanders get Carson Wentz and the Colts' second round pick. So in essence, the Colts are going to get two threes, a three that can become a two, and they're going to move up five spots in this year's draft. So, um,
1: unbelievable.
0: So, this is just a dumb. Right? <laughs> this is just uh, the Colts don't want Carson Wentz, right?
2: Who wants I've... Carson Wentz? I feel so bad for the guy at this point. All right.
0: I want to say something. So, don't after we're done recording, I'm going to be recording a, uh, a, a piece with Tyler Jones for his podcast. And Tyler and I spoke a couple of hours ago briefly, and he wanted to talk about Carson Wentz for a minute. And he said, Bo, it's funny. One year ago, we talked about how much we did not think Carson Wentz going to the Colts was a good idea. And he played better than you and I both thought. He played Carson Wentz played better in 2021 than I thought he would. I am not a Carson Wentz guy. I think Washington's made a huge mistake here. Now, they've done it pretty cheap. They're basically trying to get a quarterback that you think they can do something with. But what it shows me, and tell me if you guys think I'm off base here, it tells me that the Colts thought they, that a year ago, the Colts thought they could resurrect Carson Wentz.
1: I disagree with that. But to to your other statement, I think Washington has done phenomenal in this. Really? So you're a Carson yes.
0: Wentz guy here. You
1: think no, of- no, I'm not. I can't stand the guy. I think it, for me, Philly is the one that's winning in all of this. They're laughing their asses off right now. If I'm if I'm the Colts, I'm looking to fire my GM right now because they've well, been for everything they gave up and had to eat for Carson Wentz. They're giving him up for almost nothing yeah. by comparison. That's why to me, if you're the Colts, it's the ultimate. You
0: bought him high, now you're selling him low. But they can't keep it. If he is not the guy, he's not the guy they thought he was a year ago. It's clear to me that when the Colts got him one year ago, it was because Frank Reich thought I can fix him.
1: He wasn't. And and to your point, he wasn't bad this year. He was Carson Wentz. Well, he just wasn't Carson Wentz in Philly. He was bad. He He wasn't Carson Wentz in Philly. Bad.
0: I think that Frank Reich thought he was getting Carson Wentz that could have won an MVP three seasons ago.
1: That's now, what he thought he, Wentz got. Has what never he got. And what he got
0: was that good ever since. And my idea on Carson Wentz has been I think he's awful. He, we do the Ryan Tannehill um test. He's way under the bar, in my view.
1: Oh, I, I wouldn't say that.
0: Oh, I no, way I just, under the bar. I, I disagree I, I with that. Let, I wouldn't let I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. I wouldn't take Carson Wentz right now for a fifth round pick. And we don't even have I, a damn quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's
1: I tell, what I would say. I'll you you got to remember this, this from point a point team point. that, in in fairness, yes, they lost to Jacksonville, but they were one game from a playoff. And they had the guy. In that, fairness, they
0: had the guy, and they had a running back that could have won an MVP because. Of,
1: and they and, and, and I think what happened here, and 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 to your point, yes, Carson Wentz isn't as good as people have thought he has been on a regular basis, he has not been that good. They leaned on him and he crumbled again at oh. the end of the year. Now, if you take the body of the whole year, he had a pretty good year, but just like, just as typical Carson Wentz, when the game's on the line, he crumbles. Yeah, This is, I don't think- this, this is the replacements right now as ownership. At the, when the game on the line, he crumbles.
0: Yeah. Well, for the Colts, they had to get rid of him. I mean, this was – I just can't believe that a team actually took him. That's the
3: thing. <laughs>
1: the this is, and this is why I say you got to fire that GM now because you made a bad deal and now you've covered it up with a bad deal. Well, got, it, this is wrong. It, it's
0: it's – yeah, this is – I see where you're going. and You're saying that the the Colts general manager made a bad deal a year ago. He's getting whatever he can out of it now. The best thing he's getting out of it is he's getting salary cap room because he somehow, somehow, some way, got Washington to take the entire contract. And to, here, give that, to give you an idea, that's paying
2: Carson Wentz twenty eight million dollars. Twenty eight million, yeah. Here, here is the thing though: if we're talking about management and trying to cover for shit, let's talk about Dan Snyder. Yeah. trying to get something to cover for his exploits and yeah. his management exploits. Yeah. And, maybe, and that's maybe what all of this is, is that Carson Wentz was a feel-good story to cover some bad shit. Yeah. Is this a good story, though, if
0: you're
1: a
2: Washington fan?
1: If I'm a Washington if, fan, it is not.
2: If he plays well, it is.
0: It's a big if. I don't think, well, do you think there's any Washington fans right now that are excited that Carson Wentz is their quarterback.
1: I'll, let me ask you this. With Carson Wentz, not knowing what other decisions and changes they're going to make, look at the division. What are their I, chances with Carson Wentz to make a playoffs out of that division?
0: Well, I mean, Dallas is better.
1: Maybe
0: I like, the, I like what the Eagles are doing. I do like what the Eagles are doing. I, the Eagles, when they got rid of Carson Wentz a year ago and took the risk on, on, uh, on Jalen, I think that was, it was risky, but it was smart at the same time salary cap wise. They basically punted the season and then played better than I ever thought they would.
3: Yeah. Um, I but think if they're in a better talking- spot
0: than Washington is. Um, the Giants are clearly not a good team, so I see your point with that one. But I mean, there is I like nothing to come back about to Dallas this. On that. There's nothing on this team that I would go.
1: Yeah, I don't know. If you let's go back to Dallas for a second, because the rumors are, you know, cuts are coming yeah. to important players. Yeah. So that division again. If they just want to try and make a playoff out of the division, it's a good division for a mediocre quarterback to get you out of there because, quite frankly, uh, I, I still am not high on Dallas with all the talent that they had last year. I thought they should have done more and they should have done better, but they still have a terrible coach. Yeah. So it's still it's – still attra- for what they had, this is an upgrade and gives them a potential – that they didn't have last year. I think they are they're up there at least with Philly in that conversation, if not leapfrogging Dallas. Yeah. For what we know they are dysfunctional. Yeah. I
0: I think this has got this has got Ron Rivera written all over it. This has got Ron Rivera want him a he wanted a mega quarterback. I don't know. Hey, this guy this is, a, this is the mega quarterback. Oh, I know,
1: I know. Mega quarterback with the mega coach. I
2: watched
0: wow. that coach wanted the MAGA quarterback. That's what he got.
2: Wow. And he, and he didn't
0: have to overpay for him. But he's been, and he's not overpaying It's worth well, they're giving up. Let me be clear they're not giving up much.
2: Two no. threes
0: for that. That's I, not a bad deal.
2: I'm the, not even the, talking about that. I'm I know what you're saying. I'm not, talking about the other connection that I did not make, and that's where my wow comes from. Yeah,
0: MAGA yeah. quarterback, MAGA coach. That's what this is. Uh, the biggest problem I have with it as far as the the acquisition of it is the Colts not taking any of the salary cap hit. If I was Washington, I would have demanded that, but I mean, they, they're giving up very little to get the, a, what they think might be a, 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 they think might be a franchise quarterback. And I guess looking at it from where Ricardo, you're saying is okay. If you try to win that division, Ron Rivera is a good coach. I mean, he's, done a lot with some really not great teams. And they were very competitive, especially the last half of the season. But I'll go by and say this. This guy is not an upgrade from Tyler Heineke.
1: I would put more money on Washington's success with Wentz than Heineke right now. Well, I would too. But I'm just saying
0: it's not an upgrade. I mean, it's not worth spending the $28 million of the salary cap this
1: year on it. I, I think there's a, I think there's a common. We're, we're still kind of in the same conversation. We're talking about Aaron Russell and now yeah. Carson Wentz. This is the quarterback shuffle. It is. Carson, the sooner you can get to the table, the better dish you have.
0: Yes. And, and now it's a situation where you have to get the quarterback. And now if you didn't get Rogers and you didn't get Wilson, there's just not anybody left.
2: Well, and from a fan base perspective, Getting a known name mm-hmm. puts butts and yeah. seats right. Yeah, yeah. Because that's a huge thing in the Denver market right now. Yeah. That people yeah. are like Russell Wilson is our yeah. quarterback, and I want to go to games, and these games will be entertaining and competitive.
0: Yeah. So all these teams looking for quarterbacks, and now we've had these three shoes drop. What's left?
2: Well, San Francisco. Francisco.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get traded. So we've got we've got okay, so we got Jimmy Garoppolo sitting out there,
2: and we've got Carr. I mean,
0: and I, and I wonder. So I we're hearing mixed messages in the Derek Carr situation, uh, and uh, what I mean by that is we're hearing that part of it is that Josh McDaniel seems to like Derek Carr a little bit. Uh, other part of it is. Look around that division. You can't afford to keep him. Especially At, when you can get out of his contract for nothing
3: right now.
2: I mean, it's – I guess the option is, and Ricardo, tell me if I'm wrong, and Bo, too, if you're going to get rid of Carr, who can you bring in uh, yeah. people are higher caliber yeah. to compete?
0: Deshaun uh, Watson, maybe. You, that, that's the one. That's the one person that in you won't see anything on him for a couple more months, if that. Deshaun
2: Deshaun is untouchable.
0: Right now, I think he is.
2: In he the is. moment,
1: yes, but that's he's going to be tu- he's going to be acquirable this
2: year. It depends. Months uh, depends on how this no. Goes. It depends on the legal stuff.
0: Yeah, True. absolutely. We're not arguing that. I, I agree with you 100. percent.
2: So that's what I'm saying is that I don't think he will play this season unless there has been some definitive.
0: He has a court date coming up in a couple of weeks. Correct. And if there's no charges, my understanding, and I've heard this, I, one of these damn things I heard and read. Um, the understanding is that he's going to try to, as far as civil stuff, try to settle out of court with as many of these people as possible.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And try to get back to the field. No doubt. And so I,
1: he I can't don't afford know. to set it another year. He no, can't he, afford, he, to. He can afford to. If he's out two years, he's a backup quarterback at best. He needs to yeah. play if he wants to play. Yeah. It's a, it's the same argument. He can't go two years and expect to come get a starting job again. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And and with quarterbacks at a premium, they're are, there are going to be starting quarterbacks for teams that are just going to be they're just going to be god awful. There are there are teams that need quarterbacks for. For more quarterbacks than we have available that are that they can really deliver
2: i absolutely agree and there's probably going to be few um people who pop up and surprise everybody it's just what are you willing to put up with and some of that is really dependent upon the league and i know that's something that we're going to touch on in a little bit but yeah um
0: well let's get into the quarterback thing for a minute because I, I i was going to go there next the quarterbacks. so Um, reports that we're seeing that are out there right now um, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the biggest name left setting Deshaun Watson aside we just kind of talked about that already so setting Deshaun Watson aside um, and I do think Deshaun Watson if he avoids any kind of criminal process here I think he buys his way out of this stuff and he's playing 2022 season I don't think he's playing in Houston so I mean, that'll be, a, But it's going to be a, a big trade. I mean, it's going to be something where – that will be interesting to me to see where he goes. Um, Garoppolo is available. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, it had to be a trade, but the 49ers are all but said they're going to, to Trey Lance, the quarterback. Um, now, I don't think there's as much pressure to be as competitive. Now you don't have Russell Wilson in the division anymore. You can really give Trey Lance a little more rope to, to play with. Um, do we see Jimmy Garoppolo traded before the draft? Yes. Any thoughts to where? I'm here. Yeah. I said, any thoughts to where, what do you going do you think? Give me a thought of where, where does Jimmy Garoppolo end up? I
1: think, I think right now, Jimmy G is a premium trade. I don't think, and, and it's, it's the same thing. You're looking at the quarterback the, the draft, there's yeah. not much there.
3: Yeah, it's and not. And
1: neither of them are, and you certainly aren't going to be that comfortable starting either of them this year. Yeah, so, I don't think
0: any of the three that are the first-round guys are going to be starters coming
1: out. Yeah, so but, does, but they, it's
2: not that you won't, it's that you're not going to be comfortable with it.
1: Does and how he, many teams
2: need a quarterback? Does Jimmy G then get traded to, say, Indy? Um.
0: San Francisco, I'm looking at this right now, uh, one of the papers in San Francisco has... Yeah, that's, that's one
1: thing. They don't, they're they not going to want to trade him to Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle's and, uh, own.
0: They're seeing that the Colts are reportedly in the mix for Garoppolo. Um,
1: I could see the Colts, I could see the Steelers, and I could see the Bucks.
0: Yeah. who need a and quarterback. Those, are, those are all three people that need teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, I think the fact that the fact that the premium was put on Carson Wentz, not in form as of, of picks in exchange, but in the, the the draft, the capital of the salary cap in his case, I think it means these quarterbacks are going to take a premium. I think that Garoppolo, I think you guys are right. I think Garoppolo is going to get traded. Um, I, I tend to think he's going to end up, I think he's in the spot for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I I don't know it's kind of my thinking. It's a tr-
1: it's definitely attractive because and, and I'll and I'll bring it up again. To me, he passes the Tannehill test, no question.
3: Ooh. I don't I don't
0: I don't think any of the guys we're about to talk about pass the Tannehill test. I don't think Carson Wentz. I think only two guys that passed the Carson Wentz test we talked about today are Rogers and and
1: Russell. I think I think Wentz passes it barely. I think Jimmy G passes. Not, I mean, it's not a huge, but he passes yeah. more well, than. Well, I think he Carson helps one.
0: Garoppolo if he goes to Indy because of the running game there.
1: Oh, it's a, um, and, and eight, it's perfect. Good he does, it, line. He's be. a quarter. He's it, just like Tannehill. He's a quarterback, and let's not forget, he did get to one. He yeah. has that. He, he's got that under his belt. Yeah. So it's not like it's not been done with Jimmy G before in recent history.
0: Yeah.
1: He could do he, it again in the right With a great defense. running game
0: and a great defense. I mean, that's the difference.
1: Colts okay. sound and, – and, and in that regard, the Colts would be very attractive to a Jimmy G right now okay. um, as well.
0: Another player that's been talked about this week and a lot of news has been made is Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Trubisky was in Buffalo sure. this past year. It's Josh Allen's back up. I know we're all laughing at
1: this. So the, the but it's giants. a legitimate conversation. It is legit to have that the conversation.
0: Giants, the Giants are looking to acquire Trubisky um, of because of his familiarity with Brian Dayball and the general manager. And that he would actually compete with Daniel Jones to be the quarterback to be the starting quarterback. I can see him being a great idea as a second option. But to be the starting quarterback, what do you guys think?
2: As a Bears fan, this fails. <laughs> I agree.
1: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. <laughs>
2: yeah. So next. Okay, um, let's talk. I'd we, go after Jordan Love instead.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that that's I would. Yeah. I would rather take the chance on a Jordan Love unproven than a Mitch Trudisky failed.
0: Well, okay. Let's go back to that Jordan Love thing just for a half a second here, then. Do you think the Packers now look at this and go, wait a minute, we could get something for Jordan Love?
1: Yeah. More than, they, more than you normally would have. More yeah. than that, I don't think he comes at a premium, but I think you can get more for Jordan Love than you would have last year. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and that I might be looking at, you know, maybe a D-back or some, some, okay. some picks. Give me an but idea. You get of, more than you would have before.
0: Give me any idea of a landing spot for Jordan Love.
1: you'd need a, you'd need a coach and a team who's looking to, who, who could actually bring a young quarterback up who hasn't had a lot of playing time, but has seen enough of the NFL to know.
2: So I wonder if it's Pittsburgh then.
1: That's a good, yeah, that's another one. That's, that's one. I think that Pittsburgh for any quarterback right now is attractive. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, as the available teams that need it, I think Pittsburgh is, it should be at the top of the list of any quarterback who wants to play.
0: Yeah, because right now they're just rolling on Mason Rudolph.
1: And no. No. Stephen A says no, so no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do the Raiders make a trade for with Derek Carr? Is Derek Carr gone? Or is or are they stuck with him? For, to, the, the, the Raiders have one season on Derek Carr's contract left. They can release him right now, and they take a full – they owe him nothing. So do you go in there as a lame duck, Derek Carr, or do you trade him? The other idea is you have to extend it.
2: I think given the change in the quarterback scenario in the division, they have to trade and try to fill in gaps that they feel that they're going to face within the division. Okay. Yeah. Carter, they, your, your thoughts they, of Derek
1: Carr. I, I, I would agree with Ellen. And here's the problem I have buying in on it is that who do you get? Yeah. I mean, who do you get? And, and let's not forget, they did make the playoffs. They, they not only make the playoffs, they shut the Chargers out of the playoffs this year yeah. in that final game.
0: And I think and he played well down the stretch. I mean, I'm a, as I'm soon as Brandon
1: was gone. And, and here's the thing. If you look before, before Gruden was gone and after Gruden was gone, he was better. Damn. With Gruden gone, he got
2: better. Okay. And maybe so, that, that is part of the issue.
1: Okay. If, if I'm the Raiders, as much as, as, as you know, history has said, maybe we need to take a step back, I almost want to double down now and get Carr oh, you know, in a situation with a coach that works and, and I think I would be, I would be looking to Carr to see who can you work with? Because well, in this division with these quarterbacks, any other option is probably a step down at this point.
2: Okay. And then maybe do you just do like a year extension on top of what he already has to say, Hey, you're here for the season. I, yeah. We'll max, yeah you might, out for, be. we'll max you out for another year and see how you do under current leadership whatever and see how you play within this league mm-hmm. and division.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. I I, I think the one of the things that the really the Raiders could be thinking of is there are possibly two guys who could hit free agency. Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, not, I'm sorry, um uh Lamar Smith could hit free agency next season. Uh yeah. it seems that he and the Ravens are not close right now. And um Mother, what I'm thinking of? Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Um,
2: Did you say Lamar Smith? And you met Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson,
0: yes. I, yeah, okay. you are correct. Yeah. And then uh, Baker Mayfield has not <laughs> signed an extension. This is his last season of the contract. Could Ugh. Baker Mayfield end up? Are the the Raiders are going to have to think like that? They're going to have to think of. I mean, right now, if your team doesn't have a quarterback. You've got to be thinking about either one of those two guys in the next offseason. Or you have to be thinking of who's available in the 2023 draft.
2: Honestly, Baker Mayfield would be an amazing fit for the Raiders.
0: (laughs) Historically, yes. On the field, I don't think he'd be a very good fit at all. But Lamar Jackson would be an incredible fit on the field for them.
1: Well, The problem I have with both of those is how they finished this year. The second half of the season for both of them was awful. Well,
0: Lamar was hurt. I mean, Lamar so was was, Lamar was in the MVP talk for the first 10, 12 weeks of the season.
1: I think it's hurt. Uh, I don't know if it's 12 weeks, maybe six to eight. I mean, he was,
0: he was legit. As soon awesome. as he got hurt,
1: he was done. He's, he did not recover from that mm. and Baker played hurt and hit and you know, That's a lot of, where I think it is. But if I'm looking at either of them are, either, you know, Lamar arguably, yes, is probably an upgrade over Carr. I don't know if Baker Mayfield is an upgrade or more a lateral movement. Yeah.
0: I can see that. I can see what you're saying on that one. I would, I would agree that I wouldn't want any part of Baker
1: Mayfield. If, if yeah. I'm the Raiders and I'm looking at this division, I think Carr still gives them their best chance. Yeah. If, yeah, man, if they're you... not looking to rebuild, I think Carr gives them their best chance. Yeah because they did make the playoffs with him and they played pretty well in the second half of the year.
0: I got three more names and we're going to move on. Last three, Teddy Bridgewater. Anybody have any thoughts on where Teddy Bridgewater ends up? Does he end up being a star? Does he compete for a starting job or is he a backup
1: somewhere? I'm not. Go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say my instinct at this point is that he doesn't, from an injury perspective, there's not enough to risk a starting salary on him.
0: Yeah. I think he ends up being a backup somewhere. I think he's, I think he's someone's 1A that's going to be – I think Teddy Bridgewater is the kind of guy, that if you're the Green Bay Packers and you're trading Jordan Love, he's the kind of guy you want to give a call
2: to. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the two guys – the next one I'm going to bring up is in that same boat. That's Marcus Mariota. I mean, same thing. Why are you smiling and laughing, Ellen? Do you not like Marcus
2: Mariota? No, I love Mariota. I I think Marcus Mariota should have been a quarterback for the Raiders for the last three seasons. And runs schemes, and he kind of sneaks in, and I love that he's just like a little leprechaun out on the field. (laughs) He'll never (laughs) –
3: I mean, that's not –
2: I mean, honestly, that's kind of how I think of him. He's just like stealing things from people. But um yeah, no, he'll be a backup. He yeah. he he had the shot, couldn't meet the the time, the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think it's unfortunate. I think had he had a better situation, it might be different. But yeah, he'll be a backup somewhere. And maybe he'll just. He's one of those guys that I kind of think of if he ends up in the situation of backing up an injured quarterback, he's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah.
0: I, I, he's a guy that if I was a Super Bowl contender, he'd be my bad. I'd want him as a backup quarterback. Yes. I can trust him to get me through if I need to be. The last one I got is, I mean, someone who we all know, if you listen to his pockets, I like, and most people don't. And that's my man, Jameis Winston. Now, a lot of rumors that Jameis is just going right back to New Orleans, but I don't think he is. Yeah,
2: I mean, what's, what's, what are the Saints going to do? Like, what's up? I, I think the Saints are rolling. I, I
0: think the Saints are going to try to roll with the, uh, with the Mormon kid. I, I think that they're going to try to roll with the tight end, the quarterback, which I think is a huge mistake. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a huge mistake. We all know it. I mean. It's, t- it's just Team
1: Tebow all over again now. T-
0: Taysom Hill's awful. And I still think he's a starting quarterback for the Saints next year, unless they can sign Jameis Winston. But I think Jameis Winston is going to end up in Tampa.
1: I think he could end up in either Tampa or New Orleans. I, I think either would be a mistake for him. I think, he I think go I mean,
0: either place is a good place for him. In either place, he's the starter.
1: If he goes either one, yes, he's a starter.
0: Yeah. Tampa didn't have a quarterback. I mean, Tampa's going to go from having Tom Brady to nothing. That's why Gronk wants out of there. That's why Godwin, they had to put, they went to put a franchise tag on Godwin because he would have got out of town.
1: See, and That's a, the that's a thing. If he goes to Tampa, he's, he's not destination. All of those guys leave. They're not going to stick around. After, after having the GOAT and you're going to give me Winston and I'm yeah. going to stay?
0: Fuck they, you. Well, they've got some young pieces, and I think the fact that they've got a Chris Godwin, a Mike Evans, those are guys who they can throw to down the field, which is what Jameis Winston does really well. He's got a cannon. Um, uh, he turns the ball over a lot. He does. He has. That's been a knock on him. He had the thirty interception season three years ago. Everyone talks about.
1: Him. That's the, talk about That's the, exactly the groan the entire city of Tampa is going to do. If yes, that's but, what happened,
0: you know what people don't talk about with that is if you go back and watch the 30 picks, they're not like, you know, him throwing a fucking screen pass and it gets intercepted, or I'm throwing a slant and someone jumped the route. It's him throwing the ball 40 fucking yards down the field, the receiver not being under it, and it ends up being an interception. That's just a punt.
1: I mean, that's a That's punt. still bad. That's. But getting doing throws kind of throws is still bad decision. I I, you know, I don't
0: disagree, but I, at the same time I don't think it's this horrible horrible thing that he should be totally indicted for. So yeah, now he's,
1: I, It's one of those. It's it's not that he, he he isn't better than he used to be or can't make smarter decisions. It's that he carry he will carry that with him if he goes back.
3: All right.
1: He needs to go to me. Winston needs to go someplace different and try to be a different quarterback than he's been. Not uh-huh. not, to, not to say that he shouldn't be launching him downfield because he's got the, the cannon for it. Yes, but he needs to make smarter decisions and go someplace where he, that he could kind of reinvent his persona as, as a quarterback.
0: All right, we're going to do one last football topic, and then we're going to get out of football. We're going to quickly do basketball and then get up out of here. So last topic, Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons pulls the most Atlanta Falcons shit you can pull. <laughs> And get suspended for a year by the NFL for gambling on games. Now let's let's break this down before we get too deep into it. I know we've all got opinions here. Um, he bet on he bet three different bets on a week where he was away from the team. Um, of this, he wagered uh, believed to be seventeen hundred dollars for a guy who made eleven million dollars last year. Um, legally, he gambled it legally through FanDuel. And then one bet he did have on the Falcons, he bet on the Falcons to win the game. He did not bet against the team he's on. Now, I have two questions here. One, what do you think on this? But two, is the NFL penalizing him too hard in a situation where the league has a partnership with gambling companies and teams have partnerships? with gambling companies, including online sports games. What are you guys' thoughts? Ellen's sitting there just ready to go. So,
1: go, Ellen, Ellen, the
2: floor is yours. All right. Gambling is legal in the United States. Full stop.
0: In most places. In most places. Now,
2: it is not in Atlanta. It, um, The fact that the NFL decided to make a decision to suspend a guy for a year after repetitively um, choosing not to suspend players for domestic violence charges and assaults that have been brought against them. And they have pled no contest or have been found guilty of or there has been video evidence of. this is. Uh, quote-unquote crime that harms no one yeah Mm -hmm. um this is ridiculous this is un unnecessary this is equivalent to um you know suspending guys for weed
3: yeah
2: it's stupid Mm -hmm. and the fact that the commissioner given that they are in bed with all of these different sports books Uh heavily and promote it. And you've got somebody like, um, Drew Brees or other former NFL players promoting these sports books. Fuck you. This should not have happened. Whether he was with the team, frankly, or not, but the fact that he wasn't with the team he wasn't betting against his team. He wasn't in practices or anything else. He was away for the team from the team that entire week. This NFL action is complete and utter bullshit. My time's up.
0: <laughs> Ricardo, do you have a rebuttal or would you care to elaborate? And what is your opinion here?
1: I I would say that I agree with most everything she said. Uh, and, I, and I saw Amina Kimes this week too. Yeah, the the penalty for actual crimes, like yeah. violent crimes or, or, or DUI or, or things like that and abuse crimes is far too lenient. I've said but that's not new. I've agreed. I've thought that since for a long, long time. Yeah. I think that those kind of things should have almost in you know, a lifetime ban. I, I consider them reprehensible. And, and I don't think any player should be allowed to be a part of an organization when they do things like that. Yeah. When you go to the gambling thing, if, we're just, if we stick with just gambling, I, I can't argue with the punishment, but in that same breath, I wanna say, I think the rules should change. The rules are as they are. And he, he does need to get punished because he did violate the rules. Forget legality. It is, a, it is a league rule, and it's been mentioned many times. What it is, and it's been spelled out. There's no gambling. I think the rules need to change, and I think that gambling for players should be allowed to a degree. But it also needs to You know, it, there's there's something there with regards to reporting and all of that. Um, because they, and it's been brought up. You know that that they get to play fantasy football. They do get to gamble a little bit. They're just not allowed to do very much. Um,
0: Wait a minute, where where is that line drawn? Because I haven't seen that. We're talking about a guy who there, made eleven yeah, million they're, dollars and seventeen hundred.
1: There's something there's there's a rule about it. They are actually players can be and have been in fantasy football leagues with cash prizes that do not exceed two hundred and fifty dollars. That was what I, I saw this week. Okay. So they, they are they do gamble. They're just there are limits to what they can do. I think the rules need to change. Um, I don't disagree in that he here's here's the part where I have a problem with it whether he voted he he bet for or against he did bet on a team in the NFL um, on a game week whether he's part of it or not
3: Um,
1: and and this goes to what we've always considered and what the NFL has always considered to be the rule of thumb across the board is that you never mess with the integrity of the game so whether you bet for your team or against your team or not on your team at all there's a part of that that just always creeps in and the NFL has always been very hypocritical about it and that yes they support betting but they know they won't allow players to bet for that very reason um and there's a always it's always about public perception let's be honest here this is about public perception and the integrity of the game not about anything that's actually done that's good or bad or right or wrong um because historically when we see when we hear about players betting it's never in a good light and Pete Rose jumps them
0: yeah, well, I, I'm going to jump in here because I I think there's a huge hypocrisy in this. Oh, absolutely. I think there's a huge hypocrisy that in a league where we have a team that plays in the Caesars Superdome. In a league that has Sunday Night Football that's sponsored by the gambling company that in, that NBC works with, where we have things like pro football focus and uh, AWS and all this other extra stuff that the NFL puts on their website so that we can make information more readily available to gamblers. I mean, the whole reason that there has ever been an injury report in the NFL going back to the seventies is for gamblers. This is not a new thing. I think it's very hypocritical. I agree with Ellen. Now I I'm of two minds on this. My, my only thing where I'm saying, well, God damn, Calvin Ridley, you can't gamble on games is because there is a sanctity to the game for a participant, but he didn't bet against his team. He bet for his team. Now what I would do, frankly, if I were these NFL teams, if I was this league, I'd go in and say, yeah, guys, you want to gamble, but disclose it. The same as if you're a, if you're someone giving stock advice and CNBC, you got to disclose your holdings. If you want to gamble on Fanduel, that's fine. But fucking disclose, it. disclose it to the league. So at least you know maybe. what?
2: So but, if you want, if you want to do that, these apps are savvy enough. They yeah. have to declare what team they play for, that's and they're right. blocked for betting hey, on any game involving their team. Hundred
1: percent agree with that. That's awful. That's awesome. They've got all the partnerships. They can set up these accounts yeah. to, you know, as and, trackable and then, as a special deal. This is not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. But that's have, why I say I think the rules need to change.
0: I just have a real bad opinion of Roger Goodell when it comes to how he doles out his suspensions, how he doles out um, any penalties when it comes to what's happening on or off the field.
3: No, I, I agree.
0: I'm going to give a couple of examples here. Ellen hit the nail right on the head. We got guys who have gone through domestic abuse. Look, I've been married for 23 years almost. If I hit my wife, she'd leave me tomorrow, and I would be embarrassed as a human being if I did that. And frankly, if I didn't work for myself, if I worked for any other job, I would think that if I was if I was if I had had a domestic assault situation, I would get fired by my employer. Anybody that worked for me that does that as I hire employees, their ass is fired, plain and simple. I'm just not going to have that in my place of employment. However, we've seen this league just walk right past that, but have legal gaming. This wasn't like he was playing, you know, he wasn't going into some back room and betting, you know, $50,000 on a game that he was playing in because he knew that such and such was hurt. This this isn't the Ace Rothstein at the beginning of the casino.
3: Well, it's not even like Pete
0: Rose to recurrence It's it's not even Pete Rose calling a bookie. You're right. It's not even that bad. It's a guy who's legally on FanDuel, FanDuel who's a partner with your organization or at least certain parts of your organization when it comes to certain teams. I find this to be very hypocritical. I don't think that the penalty... Is nearly. I mean I'm sorry. I won't say that wrong. You know I don't think the penalty is worth the crime. That that is just way too much. It's excessive. You want an entire you want suspend, season. You want to suspend him for two games. That's fine. Yeah. You want to say, "Hey, look, man. You, you fuck, man. You should have fucking known better." It, and we're going to suspend you weeks one and two but I ain't never seen anybody put together a $1,700 bet and lose 11 million bucks. Mattress Mac thinks that's fucked up. I mean, come on. I just, I think it's, I, it wasn't like this was an illegal act. It's not even an immoral act. And especially when you've got a partnership with gambling in the league, I really have a problem with that. If this were 10 years ago and you didn't have that all those gaming relationships. I probably would have seen it a little bit differently. But you can't be putting out FanDuel and StrafKings and Barstool um, app ads on your football games. And then spend someone for using one. And MGM. Caesars. And, Caesar. and Caesars. I mean, and goddamn and it, I, I love the Manning's, but how many goddamn Manning commercials have we seen on NFL things for Caesars? They got a damn stadium named after them now where one of these teams plays.
2: Yeah, so to Ricardo's point, yeah. the rules need to change and need Supposedly. to flat out say players are allowed to gamble. They cannot bet on their team that they are a roster player. For- and I think
0: they I mean, should disclose every bet. And, if, yeah, and I will say this. I, do, don't but do they bet, need to disclose? I think mean, they should have to disclose because you're going to know some information. You're going to have a college teammate on the team. You know, if you're – well, okay. If you're Calvin Ridley, where did Calvin Ridley go to school? I don't know. Alabama. So let's say Calvin Ridley gets a, a call from his buddy Derek Henry. I'm just throwing out Alabama guys. And he goes, hey, man, you know, man, I'm not feeling great this week. Yada, yada. And Ridley goes, hey, man, Henry ain't playing well, dude. He's not feeling good. I'm going to go put five Gs on, you know, the Chiefs minus three. Knowing that my dude is not feeling well. Again, disclosed, disclosed. It to me, it's like a stock trade for an insider.
2: I'm I I disagree that's insider information because it's not solid and set. Mm-hmm. So if there is some sort of corporate insider information that is like this that's is a- exactly what we're going to do and this is exactly the outcome, mm-hmm. you can have a player that says. I'm not feeling so well. I'm not sure how I'm going to play or they are late poll, whatever, that doesn't necessarily determine the outcome. Okay. So that would be my argument as far as disclosure, because humans are involved. Whereas in, in a corporate sense, if a B a to B equals C there's no kind of variance that's going to happen. So yes, you know where your sock is going to fall. Yeah. For the games, I would argue that you don't know if you're going to have some other contributor that comes in that isn't calculated into your insider information that goes off.
1: Okay, and it, unfortunately, this it goes right back to the integrity of the game yeah. if they're betting because they have they know someone's hurt because they know them it affects the integrity of the game and that is what and, and it's not exclusive to the nfl nfl nba mlb nhl all the major sports are always going to side on the the issue of the integrity of the game before anything else yeah, but, if you and, and, I'll, and i'll and i'll bring up an example from this year When you look at the Olympics and the Russian committee and the the what's her name the ice skater, they talk about the integrity of the Olympics, and they let her skate and all that. That is that right there, and the backlash right there is exactly why they hold they 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 do this hypocritical bullshit because they need to have at least the appearance of the integrity game always being held up. Yeah were always I understand the- it I get what or the hypocrisy is and I, I don't agree with it I think the real rules need to change but until that happens there's still the argument at the end of the day Calvin Ridley Gridley's a grown man he knew the rules and he broke them period that, that's, not, a, the that's punishment- not even a, a simple rule it's a very straight it's a very simple rule to read you, and straightforward do you, I don't like Bruno, it do you
0: think the, the punishment fits the crime
1: here Uh. It does at the moment, because and I'll, and I'll preface it with something I heard, I think, this morning uh, from Stephen A. He's going to appeal this. It's not going to be a yeah. year. He'll, he'll get it reduced. Wow. Yeah, but you so shouldn't have to appeal it, it. it. That's the thing. You shouldn't you have shouldn't, to, it shouldn't but again, they got to do the song and dance.
0: Point.
1: Yeah, I agree. He shouldn't have to, but he's going to. That's part of why it's going to be a year. Yeah. It'll probably end up something probably. like eight, eight games. Yeah. I don't know. But until that happens, that's I expect that to happen. I'll have probably change my opinion based on whatever the reduction ends up being, okay. just, but that's, this is going to get appealed. He's not going to be out the whole year. He'll be out a significant amount, but I don't know what, how much that's going to be. Right. We'll so, don't I think that's the thinking on, on there. And that's why they came down for a full year is because they, it's, it's kind of like, you know, going to a, to a dealership, you know, you know, they're going to ask or you're going in for a salary negotiation. You're going to ask for more than you're actually going to get. Okay.
0: Well, all right, let's get out of this. That's the last football topic. We're going to do one quick thing on basketball, and then we're going to get up out of here because I appreciate both of you's time, but we're running long. So, um, all right, so the new bracketology from Joe Linardi on ESPN came out on the morning we recorded this. Right now the current ones, Gonzaga, who has won their conference tournament, Uh, Arizona, Baylor, Kansas. Uh, The twos, got Kentucky, Auburn, Wisconsin, Duke. Um, we'll leave it open to both of you asking the same question. Which of the twos gets into a one seed? Does Kansas or Baylor, one or the other, have to win the Big 12 championship to maintain a one? Could they both get to the championship game no matter who wins and both maintain a one seed? Ellen? I do not think they both can maintain a one.
2: I, especially if Auburn wins the SEC tournament, okay. they are the most likely to slide into that other one. Um, yeah. That's basically where I'm at. I mean, even if we're, if Kansas were to lose, which my greatest fear is that it's a KU Baylor final on Saturday. Yeah. Um,
0: I think it's like, I think it's the most likely scenario, too.
2: It's the most likely scenario, but West Virginia won tonight on Wednesday. They beat K State. And so I think West Virginia has a tendency to upset people, especially in conference and postseason tournaments. So it could be a little bit sketchy. Um, So we'll see how tomorrow night's game goes because. KU will play West Virginia on Thursday afternoon. Um, so yes, that that would be. I do not think because it it was the idea was, so it was Gonzaga, who Arizona, yeah, Gonzaga and Arizona would too. It would be weird to have two West Coast. And two Midwest teams as one seeds.
0: So does Kentucky or Auburn play their way in if they win the winning SEC championship?
2: Yes, absolutely. They're going to want to break that up.
1: Okay, uh, Ricardo, any thoughts on these? I think it depends on when they exit the Big Twelve tournament. Okay, if if it is Kansas, Baylor at the end, I don't think that is enough to suffer either of them the number one seed.
0: Okay, so. We, we, we kind of all think that the winner is going to definitely get it. And then uh, so yeah, they, the they winner, definitely definitely if it's secure. those two,
1: assuming it's Kansas and Baylor.
0: Then.
1: Assuming it's Kansas and Baylor, I don't think either of them lose a number one seed. If either of them lose before the first, if one, if one of them loses before the final game, that team right. probably slips to two.
0: Yeah. Cause I assume that Kentucky or Auburn is going to win the SEC. They've been the two most dominant teams all season. Unless the Tigers beat them both.
2: I will say, though, because I've watched now my third game in the ACC tournament, some weird shit's going to go down, and I'm not necessarily certain that Duke is going to win the ACC tournament.
0: Okay, I want to talk about Duke on the way out. So um, have y'all heard that Duke people are not happy? So first, look, the Duke people are not happy. Now, wait a minute. Where are you guys in your Duke fandom? Do either of you like Duke at all? Yes, no. Just a quick yes, no. I don't want an explanation. Just Yes, no. I no, Duke.
2: I need to make a quick explanation because okay. I used to wear Duke colors. Okay. As I moved down to Kansas and then okay. became a Kansas fan and then learned not to love Duke. So, yes, I'm okay. not. And no.
0: Ricardo, where do you come out in the Duke thing?
2: I have
1: deep respect for Mike Krzyzewski and Duke. I have been a Kansas fan for, oh God, uh, 35 years almost, 34 years this year. So I do hate them, but I have mad respect for them. Okay. So I have no loyalty to Duke beyond the fact that I, I, you know, game – Game recognizes game. Duke is one of those types of schools. Chysevsky is the reason, you know, primary reason. So I have deep respect for him. I have deep respect for the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always wish for them to lose, but not for uh, All right. not anything personal. My fandom demands it. I am and wa- here
2: and, and watching that game on Saturday uh-huh. and seeing it tick down.
1: The North Carolina game, yeah, with
2: Carolina winning. Uh, so that's Kansas why the, so the
0: Duke fans are pissed for two reasons. One, they're pissed because they didn't get the full game on ESPN because Kansas and Texas, Kansas and Texas went into overtime, and so and they you know what? the first part of that game on ESPN too.
2: I was pissed off that I had to watch a split screen. Yeah, with the yes. Duke Carolina game.
0: Yeah, so Gosh, yes. I, I, I I get that, and now, so here's where I'm at. I'm all for. I'm against Duke and North Carolina. I don't like either of them. They can both kiss my ass. Um, coach K is obviously a great coach. Yep. I think Hubert Davis, the coach at North Carolina, mm-hmm. should quit his job immediately. No. Walbody Jones had the greatest quote ever. He says, it will never get better than just beating the hell out of Duke at Cameron Indoor Arena on Coach K's last game. He could win the national championship. It will not feel as good as that game felt.
1: He no. feel as good Get the fandom will The fandom, they like that they, they 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 sent coach k out like that but there's oh, no question that the fandom in the school would rather have a national championship that is not a question i i i, <laughs> you I think, think you should castanza this that's what you want
0: yeah i just oh i mean oh. i can
2: appreciate the idea of hubert <laughs> davis dropping a mic and walking out <laughs> peace out but- Given that he's come through the ranks as a player professionally, collegiately, yeah. then went into announcing, and then went back into coaching. Yeah. Oh,
0: I mean, it's a, it's a joke. It's it's a satire. It's a satire. I know. Saying, hey, I know but getting better. this feeling, I mean, he could just go into the press conference and be like, hey, y'all, I know that most of you are pissed that you're not out there right now, so I'm going to give you some hot fucking news. I'm out of here. We kicked his ass on his last home game. Peace out. I'll see you later and enjoy my millions of dollars in my bank account.
2: But there is something glorious in that having been yeah. a Carolina player and now a coach. Yeah. Doing that. Yeah.
0: So I think uh, that, yeah. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm so glad North Carolina beat Duke in that game. I'm all for the Duke fans being upset I'm all for the guy who spent
2: $76,000 for two tickets to that game. On On the floor seat, yes. Oh, shit. Those floor seats were going for $90,000. What are you talking about? Somebody on
0: StubHub the morning of the game bought two tickets for $76,000.
2: Yeah. Uh, According according to ESPN Game Day, court... Side seats were going for ninety nine thousand. They were 000. going
1: for they didn't as sell that as of that day. I think that yeah. was the most expensive uh, ticket that was available. Yes.
0: yes, yes. Well, two actually sold for seventy. Someone yes. paid hundred and fifty two, hundred and sixty two thousand dollars for him and his either his homeboy or his girl, whomever, no to go to the game, and they got their ass kicked. So I'm all for it. I'm glad they got their ass kicked goodbye coach k see you later peace out enjoy your enjoy your beating you're going to get in the tournament too
1: i love that everyone nobody nobody gave carolina even a chance yeah correct they thought they they everybody picked duke everybody thought not only does duke going to win they were going to wipe with them especially at the last game at home yada yada that that No one gave Carolina a chance and forget the fact that these two are rival schools that have had a deep rivalry
2: for decades. Uh, A century. Yeah. One
0: week, one week ago, we were talking on this podcast about where North Carolina was on the bubble and they were either one of the last four in Mm -hmm. or first four out. Lenardi currently has North Carolina as an eight seed. Yeah.
2: They're they're solid. They're solid. Very in. Very in.
0: So I'm rooting for North Carolina over Duke. I'm, I'm, I hope they put him in the same bracket again. Put them in the same bracket. Let's see it
2: played out. I've, I've got an anecdote that I'll tell you guys off, uh, off.
0: I have a story for the two of you off the air as well. And, and I, here's what I'll preface it with. And it was my last thought and we've got to get out of here.
1: I'm actually going to
0: root for Kansas in this tournament.
2: That's shocking.
0: I will tell you the story why off the
2: air. I will not tell it on the air. Well, K-State lost to West Virginia. There's nothing, there's
0: so Kansas State. It is nothing. It's come my own personal interaction with some people. Okay. We already know that Coach Q is my guy. I love me some Coach Q. It's hard to root against that dude, but I have some other interaction I will tell you both about later. I just All don't want right. to embarrass anybody here on the podcast. So. All right, with that, we're gonna get out of here. Huge thanks. Ellen, thank you for coming on this week as you always do in the 25. Ricardo, my man, Rico, Rico thanks for coming in this week. It's a blast. I love having three of us on here.
1: Hold on one second here. We're not oh, gonna address the tweet. What tweet? Which, which tweet? You
2: the one you texted. Oh, the Jerry Jones. Oh, turn it his heart. Let's we have
0: it's, okay. Foot, one look, it's football time. adjacent. It's not even football.
2: It's football okay. adjacent.
0: Okay, real quick. Okay, I got this right as we started this podcast.
2: I sent I I I texted this to Bo and Ricardo like 10 minutes before we started.
0: Yeah. So you want to read it? Because read this thing to us So real quick.
2: here, here's the top line. There is a 25 year old woman who lives in Washington, DC, who is suing Jerry Jones um, personally, claiming that uh, He is her father. This is this suit was filed in Dallas, and that her mother was forced essentially to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Received, I believe, around three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, three hundred fifty thousand dollars, to never speak of it again. And she's just like, yeah, no. I couldn't abide by that because when this NDA was signed, I was a one-year-old child. So she's, from my very basic understanding and reading of the articles that have recently been released, she's asking for that non-disclosure agreement to be released. And I'm sure she would push to have some paternity testing done uh, as this would be a child outside of Jerry Jones's marriage and his, I believe, two or three children that he has with his wife. I got
0: real quick, Ricardo, before you get any an opinion here, do you have any non-disclosure agreements that are for any children you got hidden hiding anywhere?
1: I have, can neither confirm nor deny.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't have any. I've, I've never had anybody <laughs> sign a non-disclosure agreement. I, I don't have any children outside of my marriage that I know of. So, um, yeah, so. But I wanted to ask. if anyone was going to have one, it would have been Ricardo. So, what?
3: <laughs> what? Wild.
1: I just had to go. I will neither confirm nor deny you, son. There you go.
0: I, I've known you long enough to know that you don't have any children outside.
2: You can take mine if you want. You can
0: have my son any day you want. He loves you to death. That's why well, you're in
2: Puerto Rico. Uh, he's your godfather, he, godson, he whatever. Damn right. I've
0: been trying for five years, five, at least five, maybe 10 to sell, sell money, to him, but I haven't found the right price yet. So now he's 19. There's no price we can pay now. So, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Jones has got a kid out of wedlock. I mean, it's that's kind of the that price. Well, yeah. Yeah. Then this is kind of troubling, I think. You know. You, How is it troubling? You, know, you get you a probably- 20 something year old girl to sign an NDA when you're a multi-billionaire? No, 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 no. No,
2: no, no! No, no, no! Her, her mother her signed it when she was one.
0: Yes, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm talking about the mother was pressured into signing an NDA with three hundred grand, on having a baby with a with a was it then a fifty year old man who was a billionaire.
2: Of course. Yeah, put a little more butter on the bread before I sign that paper. Well, so she was, if I read this correctly. The mother was married at the time.
1: Oh, estranged. They were getting divorced, but they were estranged. Oh, technically, she was married. Okay, and so therefore, this child was
2: out of wedlock.
0: I thought it was out of Jerry Jones's wedlock. So the mama was married too.
1: No, no, they were both already. They were both married. This is an affair on both ends.
0: You read the show on that one, then. No,
2: no, 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 no. But the thing of it is, is that the mother. It's still horribly impositioned and degraded in all of this. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't look, you know who, I'm, who I am
0: who I would be mad at? You know, the person who should be the maddest in this? Hmm. The husband of the woman. Why? Well, because she came up with 300 grand while we worked together and I don't get a piece of it. And we getting divorced.
2: Hell no, because you were
0: a dickhead to begin with. It sounds like it's she must have been, to to be. been jumping around the bed, to bed, to bed. If she's going to go to bed with Jerry, hold Jones. on, hold on. We How don't do you know, know about what NDA he's doing? doing? I'm just making some assumptions here. No, on. Hold on.
2: And I'm going to tell you that you're wrong.
1: I don't know. It's don't possible. Know let's be, let's be fair. The, the NDA was probably signed after they were divorced.
2: It doesn't matter, though.
1: I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It. It. it, it I'm. I'm not trying to justify hey, it. I'm laughing at this, this whole tricked, situation.
0: Hey, what did this woman trick this dude into paying child support for eight years no, on no, this girl? No, 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 are you his no? Daughter, and she knew that it was Jerry Jones a multiple No, because you no you know if you're full mad at this bullshit, no, 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 I'm, I'm, no, no, husband, no, no, no.
1: If you're no. the husband, you ask for a paternity test in the middle of a divorce. You asked for that paternity test because they probably didn't have sex for at least a year before that divorce happened.
2: If probably not four years because he was a jackass anyway. Well, how, yeah. how do
0: you know that? How do you know she didn't leave because she was bad? We don't know. We don't.
1: We're making assumptions. We're but very, making like, assumptions. very likely he is not paying child support without proof that it's his child. And we know that. And right now, that's pretty sure. We're pretty sure it's not true.
0: Well, see, we're all speculating here. So
1: <laughs> this is just broke. To this
0: just broke. This I was know. 10 minutes before we started. This is why we can't bring this up. We don't know all the facts of the case. I'm we got to bring it up. You're I'm not going to wait a week. I'm team ex-husband on this. I'm team ex-husband until I know all the, all the facts.
2: You're fucking full bullshit.
1: <laughs> until I I'm know a, the facts. I am just, I, I had She's to, team? I could not let this go because it's Dallas. It's Jerry Jones. You know how yeah. I feel about him? And I have to make sure we discuss Jerry Jones. fuckups yeah. fuck-ups. You know time. what?
2: Here's my other point. Others will follow. Probably. Yeah. He's made oh, some really be bad decisions. Oh, that would be beautiful. Stuff. No, no, no.
1: no but here's, the, here's the thing. If it does follow, how quickly does Jerry Jones retire?
2: It doesn't matter if he retires. It's when he sells the team
1: he's never selling that team. No no, he's never going to sell the team He's never paying. going to sell the team but no. would he, but would this be enough to push him out of the, the public eye out of the GM role for Dallas because that's what I really want
0: I don't yeah. know his son Stephen Ross is to take over at some point. I don't know if they got any kind a of plan on
1: no that. I know his son will take over that's not yeah that's what I, I'm just I'm just like Sounds like there might be push a, him out
2: there might be a kid here who's trying to get a job. No, he's been he's been fucking women for a long time and probably has multiple children out of wedlock and has multiple situations like this. So,
1: yeah, that's the thing is that even in 1995, which is supposedly when or 97, whenever this was supposedly happened, um, he was worth. Way goddamn more than three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a settlement. That's yeah. horse shit.
0: That that's that's my first point. I
1: that is horse She didn't get enough
0: money. She didn't get enough money. And
1: if no, she it did was not. because
0: she was married, then no,
1: yeah.
2: it was because she was scared. Well, yeah, because
1: she's scared. Yes. Exactly. It had
2: nothing to do with the fact that she was married.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, she was she's scared. looking down the barrel of a PR, you know. Yeah conglomerate of jerry jones and the dallas cowboys in texas she doesn't want to deal with that she does not want that looming over her she doesn't want death threats on her phone she doesn't but want to her be daughter heart. this isn't her remember this is not the mother doing this this is the daughter for whom a legal decision was imposed on her when she was an infant yes i'm on the girl's side on this one there's no way you with can enforce I'm definitely this with here Oh, wait a minute! I'm yeah, definitely, definitely with on the child. The Don't get me side. wrong.
0: Yeah, I'm not tripping here.
1: I'm I'm definitely with the child.
0: If if, the, if her mom her is
1: her. a dumbass and her mom's a dumbass, but I'm on the daughter's side on Man, this one, definitely. And I will just want to see Jerry Jones go down.
0: I got the I got the article up here. I do see okay. Alexa, Alexandra Davis has lived her life fatherless, and secret, and in fear that she would tell anyone who her father was. And her mother would lose financial support, or worse, the lawsuit alleg- alleges. All right, so I will again take back what I said on the ex dad because the dad he wasn't paying child support. There's no father involved. You know, again, it would have been a sucker move if he if he'd have been paying that child support for 18 years, and then some shit like this comes out. I've been wanting a refund. That's just what I'm telling you. But that's that's, that's oh just yeah, yeah.
1: My- They just that wasn't happening. I thought I knew you were going, that just wasn't happening.
0: Yeah, I just that Uh, was my thing. Is that if if he's been playing, if he's been the dad the whole time, that's different now. It it appears from what we're seeing in the quote here, he's not. Correct. All right. So look, we're gonna get out of here on that note. Uncle Rico, thank you for coming in. I appreciate you coming. Ellen, always,
1: a it's always a pleasure. I
0: have fun with this always. Yeah, Ellen. It's always a pleasure to have you on. We love it every week. Uh, We're going to be on on Monday. It'll be me. We're trying to get Hayden in here, and Hayden and I are going to go full on wrestling on Monday. There's a whole lot of shit going on. There's as much news in that area as there is in football. So we're going to do a little bit of that. If Hayden and I can work out of time, if not, it'll be me doing some rants. So thank you for everybody who's joining us and. uh, We've seen some numbers go up on Monday's pod when I do the rants. I appreciate that. Yes. So you're listening. Thank you. Yeah. We are trying to keep these a little shorter now, so this will be the long one for a while. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody. Hey, I want to send a shout you out to Tyler say Jones. say that every time. I know. We're, we're at like an, we're, we're going to be at two hours. which is going to be We're
1: at about um, almost 2.20, yeah,
0: I think. We'll see. Um, but I want to send a quick shout out to Tyler Jones, the uh, godfather of the Studio Soapbox Network. First off, Just started his new job with Chat Sports down in Dallas. He's going to be doing some correspondence with them. He's going to be covering the Seattle Seahawks for Chat Sports. He's also going to be doing some other interesting things. He's got his first national play-by-play game coming up this weekend. He and uh, TJ Reeves, who also is part of the network, will be calling national radio for the uh, Conference USA um, championship game.
2: That's so, awesome.
0: Yeah, down in Dallas. They're going to be doing that together. TJ had that. His, his production company's doing it. He had he needed that play-by-play guy. And he got Tyler in there. So I'm really excited for Tyler. Some big things going on there. Check out the Jones Report. I'll be back on this week. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. We'll be recording here pretty soon in a few minutes. So we all get off of here. Uh, most importantly, thank you to you, the listeners. Uh, don't forget to rate us and review us. So it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anywhere you get your podcast, rate us five stars. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. That's Ellen Wiggins here, our special guest for part of the bandwagon. Thank you. Have a great weekend.
3: Remember your time tokens are